Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast. I'm going to say it like that from now on. The only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are proud of the Dorkening and Inebriard Podcast Networks. And as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. I am your host. My name is Parasite Steve. And with me as always are my my super heroic yet pixelated cohorts. (laughs) Nintendo. Alas, that was Mystique, not Magneto. Magneto is in another place. Go, X-Men! I'm going to stay right here and introduce my next dude. (laughs) You are not not an X-Men. Well, I mean, I'm bald. Some of them are bald. (laughs) But you're not an X-Men. Fine. 8-Bit Alchemy. (laughs) Welcome to die! That really is. I'm glad somebody said welcome to die. That is that is a good one. Uh, tonight we have some fun stuff to discuss for y'all. Uh, we are going to be talking about Marvel video games through the years, starting right at the beginning of the 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 era of video games. It, it really, it goes back just about as long as video games were a thing, almost. Um, and to do so, we have a returning guest who is one of our very best friends, the boy wonderful, his own self, Mr. Ian Wallace from Amalgamania. Greetings, uh, Retroids. What's up, Ian? Thanks. How's everybody doing? Thanks for having me, gents. Hell yeah. You were on our 100th episode earlier this season, but of course, we can't get enough of you. So, like, you are, you are the perfect no. person as a fan of Marvel Comics and video games. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you are the perfect person to be on this episode. So, I'm, I'm very happy to have you here. I'm very happy uh, to be here. Two of my favorite topics. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We are thrilled. So we got a lot of ground to cover, so we're going to dive right in. Uh, The way that this episode is going to work is, um, so the first half, I'm going to dive into the humble beginnings of Marvel comic uh, video games and talk about some of the ones that we may not really know about anymore. They were so old and uh, not good. It's pretty good. Pre-good Marvel games. And then uh, we're going to actually talk about, uh, we're going to each do one pick to round out the first half of the episode and we're going to pick our K games and then we're going to do the Octoponder and then we're going to do two picks for the second half of the episode and those are going to be more like console games and stuff that you're you you know you're definitely going to know and the arcades you're going to definitely know as well but first 
let's dive right into the less than stellar, less than uncanny, less than spectacular beginning. Not desirable in any way, but it's all you had. (laughs) It's Excelsior not. Um, Excelsior bust. Um Okay, so I have a short list. This is not comprehensive. I didn't want to like, you know, go insane with this, but I I did I did want to go through some here. And so the very first Marvel game that I remember is actually the very first Marvel game. Does anybody have a guess as to what the very first Marvel game ever was? I I have no idea. I mean, who was like the one. most popular like Spider-Man probably. Okay. Spider-Man or the X-Men? Yeah. Okay. So at that time when okay. video games were becoming a thing. Okay. Yeah. That those are good guesses. Uh so what system? Atari. That's right. Would That's have right. to be Atari 2600. <laughs> yes. They were the only game in time. Yeah, I mean the only right. game in town at that time. Yep, you got it. Spider-Man 1982, the nice. uh first Marvel game ever came out for the Atari 2600. Um <clears throat> it is such a simple game. I never owned this one. Um, it was one that my cousin owned, and I always wanted to play it when I went over. Um, it's it's just Spider Man trying to climb a building, and he's you know using his web to gain ground. That's the only way you can gain ground. You can't just crawl. He's uh, only a slinger, not a crawler in this one. Yeah, his, and, my arms and legs don't work. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just dodging projectiles and people like you know throwing. I don't know, potted plants out of windows or something. And <laughs> if you make it In to the top, general jerks, just be a no jerks. Reason. Just overall, if you make it to the top, uh, the green goblin is up there. I got to sneeze. <laughs> oh man. That's You're that really welcome. snuck up on me. That was <laughs> what? the green that goblin like, just shoved that. He's like, man, now you will sneeze. The <laughs> green goblin's revenge. Yes. That was a, that was a pumpkin <laughs> bomb sneeze. The snob um, goblin's revenge. So the green goblin is up there riding on his glider. And, uh, you know, he looks just like you do. He's just green and you're red and blue. And, um, the building's like black and gray, and, and that's that's it. It's yeah, you're Mario and Luigi. <laughs> so I mean, he's he, you know, he's throwing bombs at you or whatever. It's very very simple. I believe the game just has the one level that keeps repeating, and it's just about you know, uh, you know, you know, get a high score. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it, maybe it does like switch it up, but the mechanics the same. Every level's basically the same. Might as well right. be the same. I so, mean, so yeah, it's Atari. There's only so much you could do, but. <laughs> To, in my mind, as a player of Atari 2600 back in the day, I, I honestly thought it was a really fun game. And it was one that I always looked forward to playing at other people's houses, and I just never had. Uh, it has a hey. really cool cover. There's it really fun. Cool cover. Yeah. yeah, there's there's Box really fun. Art is key at this time in video yes. games. Yes, <laughs> that's it's, all it's there was. A whole imagination. Like, like, you're like, okay, if you and don't have box game. art, no one knows what the fuck is on the screen. Right. So you have box art to indicate what you're looking at. Right. Yeah. So but true. I remember having a an Atari 2600 game that was a Chuck Norris game and it had Chuck Norris on the cover and you're like, "Oh, it's Chuck Norris." And then you boot it up and you're like, "Is that Chuck? Is that, guy, is that Chuck?" Like, I think that's really? Chuck. He Chuck's looks like one of the other guys. Um, so anyway, Spider-Man 1982 for the Atari 2600 started it all. Uh going from there, actually there was a lot of computer games that came out throughout the 80s. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of console games. Um 
Not that there were a lot of consoles, but there, you know, some of these computers were things like the Amiga, the Commodore, the Amstrad, um, you know, things like that that were more popular in England than they were here. Um, but, you know, there were floppy disk games. So uh, there was a series of games called the Quest Probe series, hmm. and there were three of them. And they were text adventure games, but this is pre-mouse. So this is like, you know, you boot up DOS, you run this thing, and it says like, you know, which way do you want to go? And you got to type like, you know, north or west or south, you know, and then it's going to bring, you know, it, it was, you know, it was very clunky back in the day, but that's what we had. So uh, the first one is Spidey. The second one was Incredible Hulk. And the third one is not the Fantastic Four. But the human torch in the thing, for some reason, oh, yeah, that's they didn't do Fantastic Four. It's just torch and thing. I don't know. So, well, I mean, given, given given the team, I, I, I can guess because they've had miniseries. Um, mm -hmm. I remember in Marvel team ups. I remember um, later on after Marvel Legacy, they teamed the thing in the uh, Human Torch up. That's been a team up that's been happening for a while. So oh, okay. I, I get why they would choose that. Yeah. I get you. I mean, and there were like Hanna-Barbera cartoons of just the thing and of just Human Torch. I remember yep. that as well. I know there were also Fantastic Four cart. There was a Fantastic Four cartoon or one or two from Hanna-Barbera. And I remember there was a thing, but because they licensed out the Human Torch cartoon, they were unable to get him back for the Fantastic mm -hmm. Four cartoon. That's why they had Herbie the Robot. Okay. Um, because they needed a fourth member and they couldn't use the torch or something. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, so the, so the Quest Probe series, if you're interested, the graphics are kind of charming, but hilarious. And, um, you know, th there are videos of people doing long plays on, on YouTube and definitely check them out. Um, the third game I'm going to mention. Oh, my God. Guys, this is probably the funniest name for any video game I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay. This is the very first Captain America game. Came out in 1987. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So the, que the Quest Probe was 1984 and 1985. Two came out in four. And the last one, the Human Torch and Thing, came out in 1985. So this, this next one is the debut of Captain America in video games. Came out in 1987 for all computers. It is called... <laughs> this, this kills me. It's called Captain America Defies the Doom Tube. <laughs> the doom to he defies it. Holy fuck! He well, says, I, he says no doom tube. Well, the doom tube isn't for everyone. It's not. Uh, <clears throat> the doom tube is my hammer. Um, so yeah, the Captain I'm just America. Imagining him not understanding what toilets are and looking into the depths of the toilet and just going, "No, no, I defy you, doom tube doom for America, yeah. for America, I defy you." Yes. 8-Bit, um, can you turn yourself up maybe a hair? I think you something happened and you're a little bit lower than you were a minute ago. Hello. Hello, it's me. It's just a little hair. bit. I don't know if you can turn yourself up a little bit. but I, um, I don't have volume. Wait, can you oh. hear me? <clears throat> I can hear you, yeah, but okay. it's just a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, nothing changed. Try climbing so, on your high horse there. <laughs> <laughs> so Captain America <laughs> Defies the Doom Tube was actually not a text adventure. It was an action game, and it's it's one of those like really old style DOS games where the there is a menu down at the bottom 
and everything kind of is framed by black. It's like in a frame. It's not. It doesn't fill the whole screen. You know, mm. like a lot of old DOS games were like that. And yeah. the action just takes place in this like rectangle that's really <laughs> not that big. You know, and it's just bizarre. It sort of honestly reminds me a little bit looks wise of like Deadly Towers, that bad NES game, because yeah. like he's yeah. just sort of in a room. And you can't really go too far, but you just got to clear the enemies out of that room and then proceed. Um, mm. I don't know if he ever actually finds a, a, a doom tube or not, but I assume <laughs> it's in there somewhere. Yes, um, it at least. He has to. The threat of the um, doom tomb was enough. <laughs> yes. Probably like so, a prison he gets trapped in, and, and you know, by defying it, it means he survived it. He survived right, the doom tomb. Probably. Um, so... Also in 1987, this is one I think everybody in this group and listening to this podcast is going to be more familiar with, and that is the original Uncanny X-Men for the NES, and that came out in 1987. This game is infamous for being one of the worst NES games ever. It's so incredibly disappointing to everybody who is excited. It had it has a really good cover. You know, it's a great just group shot of, of the team. And it's, you know, all the classic 1975 characters you get to be. Um, but my God, is this game terrible? Um, yeah. It's a top-down game. Like, uh, you know, you'd, you'd think like, oh, it's kind of like a gauntlet. But it's like the worst gauntlet clone that has ever <laughs> existed. And, <Yep>. and like, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I was watching, like, gameplay of it again because it's been years. But even as a kid, I was like, I hate this. I was so pissed that it sucked. And they the the graphics they try to make them look like they're at this weird angle, like it should just be top down. It is a top down type of game, but mm -hmm. this one's like almost trying to figure out what it would look like to be isometric. But nobody had ever done it probably by that point. I don't know, but they're clearly like going for that. But they they did it they did it wrong. It looks horrendously awful so it basically looks like everybody needs their v8 because everybody's like just <laughs> all freaking... they're slanted they're just like it's it, was, the, it, was, it really it was a horribly yeah. done yeah. game oh God, i will say this so... though i was one of the ones that they got with the marketing and with the release mm -hmm. of the game and i yeah. am a huge x-men fan as yeah. soon as i plugged it in even though it sucked as much as it did just having something that closely rele relegated to my favorite mutants made me play it until like i i just got sick of it and something better came out and i grabbed that but they, right. they got me they got me to play it a couple of times at the very least so so dude like i feel the same way about the original uh ninja turtle game for nes i mean mm -hmm. i i think that is a a terrible game i i even played it recently to like give it another shot and that was a game that i got very very good at and, um, <clears throat> you know, back in the day, I'm not good at it anymore. That's for damn sure. But, um, yeah, no, that, that was a game that I played because it's like, well, it's Ninja Turtles. Right. I need a Ninja Turtle <laughs> game. This is all I got. So whatever. But we settled. It's okay. We settled. Steve. Yeah. We, I settled on, on the Ninja Turtle, but on X-Men. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I could not, I could not <laughs> deal with it at all. It was just, it was just the worst. Yeah. It was so, bad. It was horrible. Wicked bad. So, and like, also they, they tried real hard to like, you know, make their, make all the, the characters. Cause you can choose like two characters, I think. And yep. you can choose like, 
you know, from a decent roster, there's a good mm-hmm. amount of playable characters. They all look like crap, but they tried to, you know, work in their their powers. But like, yeah. okay, Cyclops can shoot, and I think <laughs> Iceman can shoot. Right. Why would you not choose those characters? Everybody else sucks. And like one of the characters is Nightcrawler. <laughs> and Nightcrawler doesn't teleport. They're like, we don't know how to do that. Right. Video <laughs> games have not come that far. <laughs> so they just made him essentially be Kitty Kitty Pride. He right, could he walk could through walls. Yeah. It's like they, they should have just left him out and just made a Kitty Pride then. Like, what the Because <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's just doing Kitty Pride. He's, he's Shadow Cat. Shadow Crawler. Shadow Kurt. <laughs> Shadow Kurt, that's what he is. Um, so that game is absolute gar- garbage. Of course, LJN made it. So yeah, you know, if anybody has watched the Angry Video Game Nerd, we know all about LJN and how terrible they were. Uh, this is probably the beginning of it, honestly. This original, yeah, the I think Uncanny so. X Men. <laughs> um, so then we go back to the computer for the next two years. There's uh, two X Men games that came out. <clears throat> And as a kid, I learned about these and was very jealous that I didn't have anything that could play these because I thought at the time they looked amazing, but it's that's just hilarious now. Um, the first one is called X. It's called X Men Madness in Murder World. What a name! Uh, Nineteen eighty nine, and it 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 doesn't look super good. You can choose a couple of characters. I'm pretty sure at a time, and it's a pretty good roster. The second one, really, I want to talk about more. It's called X Men Two: The Fall of the Mutants, and it came out a year later in 1990. And it is it is like it it boasts an an amazingly impressive roster of playable characters. And this one, you could definitely choose. I think four or five characters. Like at the beginning, you just choose your party, and that's like. You know, you walk around with well, them. There's a map D kind of game. Where it's yeah, like so it's like a Zelda of... two. It's like Zelda two. So you walk around the map screen, and then you go into battles that you you can see the enemy on the map screen, and then you go into the battle and you have to defeat the battle, and then you can keep going. It's literally very similar to Zelda two, but of course it doesn't play well. You know, it's slow and clunky and whatever. But yeah. um, okay, so these are the characters. So you could you had Jean Grey. Cyclops, Beast, Archangel, who is nice. like never playable, and he had his no. metal wings and everything by this point. Oh, wow. that happened in like yeah. 1989. So he was a this was like a, right on the cusp of him becoming Archangel. So Iceman, Shadowcat, Nightcrawler, Phoenix, but I already mentioned Jean Grey. This is Rachel Summers Phoenix. Wow. This is like wow. early 90s, like that was an Excalibur. Rachel Summers, this is her only playable appearance in any video game. Oh, wow. Uh, Also, Dazzler, who is very rarely playable. That's cool. Havoc. Mm. Havoc's, like, never playable. He was in his classic black costume. Wolverine. Psylocke, which I was surprised that it was, like, 1990, and they also put her in there. I didn't realize she was already in in the Asian ninja exploitation body at that point i I just wasn't sure um colossus rogue and another only appearance long shot wow yeah and then there were uh, on top of that there were supporting characters of storm forge and the watcher that's pretty cool 
pretty cool. Like, I mean, the fact that yeah, Storm having the watcher is, as, a, as DLC, that's that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what they did. I don't know if you could just like call them in or something. The fact that Storm wasn't playable is criminal. Right. But um, yeah. you know, there are a lot of unique characters. They're like, oh, we need more white people. All the white people. We have no room <laughs> for anybody but white people. But you know, I mean, Longshot sucks. But like, I mean, you know, he's in there. You could be. Right. It's crazy. I mean, the, so anyway, and Rachel Summers just is the best. I, I, I'm. I'm so psyched that I loved her back in the day, back in the Excalibur days. Um, so anyway, that's pretty cool. I think like there's a that's a pretty good roster. That's and a honestly, big I never roster. I've never played this game before, but I, I'm definitely going to hunt it down and try it just because of that roster. <laughs> or at least, or at least you know, watch some videos. It's it's really fun to see, and it's fun to like look at the sprites. the The portraits are awesome. Okay, and like some of. Some of the graphics are really fun. And, um, you know, I mean, the, the enemies are weirdly questionable. Like, they, they didn't know what to do for just regular enemies. There's a lot of... Uh, so so the, the bad guys in it are Freedom Force. So that's Mystique, Avalanche, Blob, Pyro, Spiral, pretty cool, Crimson Commando, Stonewall, who I don't even know, and Super Saber. Wow, I don't know him either. I don't know who that I've is. I've never heard of either of them. Uh, the the final boss is the adversary. I don't know if you remember that storyline from the late '80s, Ian, but the yeah. adversary was freaking awesome. That was yeah, for him like, to be a a villain in a game. That was pretty crazy. Crap, that was like yeah. When, yeah, Forge was with the team. They were they were in Australia, nope. and they were I mean like they were supposed to be dead. The world thought they were dead, and I I. Am surprised, and I think that that's really cool. Yeah, that's a nod. That's a dope nod to any '90s nerd reading X Men comics at the time. Right, but all of the like normal enemies were just like stock, like Halloween costumes, barbarians, dinosaurs, the (laughs) Cheyenne people. Oh wow! (laughs) They they went there. it just says Indian. I mean, it's it it did not age well. Did not age. Wow! Um, Wait, 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 wait for it. The Viet Cong, Ooh. and <laughs> and demons. I'm like, probably just just had demons. Demons would have wow. yeah, covered the board, guys. Demons <laughs> and dinosaurs. Like you didn't need all those other things. I don't Who's know. So, this game. Yes. Uh, good question. It is uh, developed by. You know, it doesn't say where uh, on the page that I'm on right here. Um, but yeah, no, no. It's, so it's a little some questionable, uh, like, uh, incentive <laughs> Man. for sure. But, um, but, you know, um, <clears throat> there's some notable stuff in there, too, that is okay. positive. Um, okay, so moving on from there, uh, I have only one more. And this is, in my opinion, the first good marvel video game in my opinion i don't necessarily think that it aged so well it's not the funnest game to go back to but at the time man did i love this game and it kept me playing it it was was very clunky but it really was that entrance into the world that we're talking about ian like with ninja turtles and with x-men and Mm -hmm. you know it, it really was like the first time seeing so many of these villains especially and uh a version of the the hero character that actually looked like the hero character. So that was Spider-Man versus the Kingpin, AKA just Spider-Man 
1991 for the Genesis Mega Drive. Um, I I really I really dig this game, and I really dug this. Is this game. the one where Hawkeye and Black Cat no. were? Nope. His... Nope. Okay. nope. But we will we will uh, get there. We will okay. get to that one. See, I but... got it. Skipped a few years. All right. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> it came out the same year. Same year. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why. Both yeah. 1991. But the one for the Genesis was just a single player game. It was an action platformer, but it was the first time you could do a lot of stuff. Now, Spider Spider Man. You know, he's it's an action platformer, so you're moving around the screen, killing guys. You know, by punching them and stuff. You could swing on your web. Okay. You could uh, climb on ceilings, not on walls. Oh, yeah, you could climb on like side walls, but not behind or anything. Okay. So side walls and the ceiling. You could um, web up enemies with your webbing and trap them, and like they're all they're all tied up. Okay. You could do a bunch of stuff. You could. Oh, this is the only game that I think even bother dealing with a, a mechanic where you had limited web fluid and huh. the way that you got more is you had X amount per level of photographs you could take in that. I level. remember this one. Now I remember and, it. Yes. Hmm. And depending on what you took a picture of, you would get more money, but they were limited. You could only take like three photographs or something like that. Right. So if you took a picture of Spider-Man and nothing, that might be $5. If you took a picture of like a bad guy, that might be $10 or $15 or something like that. But if you waited until you got the boss, that would be like 50 bucks or 75 bucks. You know, doc, Dr. Octopus, take a good picture of Dr. Octopus. You'd get like a bunch of money. Yeah. And so you would, you know, try different stuff, see what was you know, higher point value. And, um, at the end of the level, it would calculate your money and it would automatically use that money to buy you more web fluid. You couldn't buy anything else, but it was honestly like a very novel game, a very like novel, uh, you know, attempt at what does it feel like to be Spider-Man in a game? It Ooh. had a lot of imagination. It was very clunky, um, but it was popular. It did really well. And it was, it was ported to a lot of systems. I think it had a, uh, I think it even had a uh, 32X port. I think it was called Web of Fire, but it was essentially the same game. They just kind of like, yeah, gave it added a, some stuff to it. Yeah, yeah, added some stuff to it, added some DLC, you know. And I think there was even a, uh, I think there was a Sega CD and a 32X or something. Like, a, I think just yeah. the the the, the regular game went to Sega CD, and they added some cartoons or something. And hmm. then I think the 32X was different enough that they retitled it. But yeah. anyway, I. I think that was uh, a really great game. Definitely the first uh, good Marvel console game, in my personal opinion. Do you guys have any anything to say about that one or any of the other ones? Or if I miss something like from those early days that you want to kind of chime in on before we move on, or whatever now, you guys want. You said this was a Sega Genesis game or a yes. Sega? Game? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yep, for the Sega Genesis and the Mega Drive, which is the now, when did same system overseas. When did Arcade's Revenge come out? Um, that's Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge. Yes, yeah, definitely after that. Okay, uh, all right. I don't have that handy, but um, I'm trying to remember which one I played first. But I know for a fact one playing one made me go play the other one. Because I kept hearing about the other Spider-Man game and I never got a chance to play it. So I guess um, it was in reverse. But I definitely so remember playing the Genesis version. Arcade's Revenge came out just one year later, 92. 
Okay, yeah. So then it was the other way around. I played Arcade's Revenge, and then everybody was like, "Would well, you play the Genesis one?" And I didn't get a chance okay. to, so I went and I backtracked and played that one too. That's how I remembered the photos, where you take the photos and they give you money for it, because mm-hmm. that was a pretty cool feature. That, yeah. like you said, it was a very novel idea of what it was like. Any anybody who's read a comic book knows that that's how Peter Parker pretty much paid for all his superhero gear. Right. Was wrestling at first and then taking pictures for the Daily Bugle. Right. It was a dope nod for any real comic nerd to go, okay, you know, just a and real And it was thing. super fun to do, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there are so few games where you need to take pictures, but like, I know, like, Beyond Good and Evil, Tim, you know, is a big fan and that worked in that mechanic. But like, whenever that's a mechanic, like, it, it can be really fun to try mm-hmm. to get like good pictures and, and better pictures. This was obviously very early. So I don't know that it was like a good picture, a better picture to, to, to a, a large degree. I think it was more like, Oh yeah, I can, it can tell that Dr. Octopus is on the screen period. Right. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what, what Sprite he's, he's in or whatever, what position yeah. he's in. So it doesn't really matter. I think that's, it's more like that, but I remember like taking pictures of, there was like rats were running around the buildings and mm-hmm. I would try to take a picture of a rat. How much is the rat? And it's like, <laughs> Oh, that's only $5. Um, not worth my time. Right, <laughs> but it would be great, you know. It would have been, would have been great if they had done a real sequel and had it been something that they continued on with that mechanic. But you could buy other stuff. That would have been really great. Yeah, I agree. You know, buy some upgrades for the suit, buy some armor, uh, so you can take a little bit more hits. You know, maybe, you know, just just improve your stats. Just just simple stuff that would have been really fun. I think, but yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Still. I think it's a, a pretty unique game in the world of Marvel video games. That that first Spider-Man really stands out for me. So, all right, guys. Um, if nobody has any compunction with moving on to arcade games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, let's do it. it. I say let's do it. So we're going to start with uh, Mr. 8-Bit Alchemy. We each have one pick Yo. for you here. And these are all games that y'all know. These are all mm-hmm. amazing classic i mean these are all so important to me these are all in my heart yeah um 8-bit which one do you have so i uh i went with the ever timeless x-men the arcade um that game needs no intro Mm -hmm. and i i actually you know can personally weigh in on this one because by the time i was growing up in the 90s there wasn't really a ton of places that had these like big deal marvel arcade games but the chuck e cheese that i used to go to as a kid had the double wide x-men arcade the uh the six player version right and uh that was the craziest thing i'd ever seen like so <laughs> insanely dope. I'm like, oh my god! Like I've been to arcades, I've seen arcade machines, but it blew my mind seeing this double wide. And and Truck E. Cheese was an awesome spot because you could always get a bunch of kids to play six player. And that was that was the shit. It was like nobody cared if you didn't know each other, whatever. Like you're just kids. You're at Chuck E. Cheese. You ate your pizza. You had your coke, and you're flying off the wall. Everybody's ready to freaking go. So very often you'd get a full group of like four five six people do you know do big old friggin x-men the arcade so anyway uh it's a it's it's a for those who don't know it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up game uh made uh, by konami for arcades in 1992 
It's based on the X-Men, as we know, but obviously uh, the there's the storyline it's based on is X-Men Pride of the X-Men, uh, which is kind of like a weird thing in the pantheon of X-Men stuff. Pride of the X-Men uh, was an animated TV pilot originally broadcast in 1989 oh, on yeah. Marvel Action Universe <laughs> oh, television. Yeah. Which is really good. And I love that. That yeah, yeah, oh, that, yeah, yeah that is yeah. so good. Yeah, it was, I guess, apparently played on syndication like infrequently. Um, and then they released it on video, I guess. But we had like a bootleg version of it, yes, growing up. We had like an eBay recorded it. So I actually did have also the official VHS tape of just that. I did have a bootleg of other oh. X Men episodes, and yeah, had- Pride of the X Men was on that. But That's we also had the the legitimate because they they sold it. You could just buy Pride of the X Men by itself. Yeah. They had a bunch of Marvel cartoons that had great that. box art and stuff. Um, Very cool. So fun. Yes, I wish yeah. that became a show. Oh my god! But yeah. but it's such an excellent episode. I'm uh, pilot. If you have never seen Pride of the X Men, spelled like Kitty Pride, P R Y D E. Um, check it out for sure. It's it's great. Um, but the the game allows you to choose one of six X-Men. You get Cyclops, Colossus, Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, or Drumroll, Dazzler, as uh, Parasite mentioned earlier. You really never get to see Dazzler. And like, right. those, are, those are the two instances. Is there a third I'm even forgetting? Yeah. Um, I don't think there I don't is a third. Know. I don't yeah, know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think she's so. playable again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And this so, is like a very different. This is the Tasha Yar Dazzler. This is not the the disco fabulous version that I prefer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I uh, like that Tasha cool. Yar reference. That's, that that was that was very peak right there. <laughs> that, was, that was for Joe, but you can enjoy it too. Yes. Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> you may also sup on this joke. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, those are the six characters, uh, and you're trying to stop Magneto. Just kidding. It's Magneto. But uh, you know, for those of you who also had that same bootleg tape, you understand. <laughs> yeah, there's some others. Because they misprint one of the shows on their misprint. One of the uh, Spider-Man Magneto. cartoons he was in, Magneto. never left my brain i'm like what a dipshit like come on man you're doing voiceover for this x-men cartoon you you said magneto and they let you keep it (laughs) nobody would ever say that i mean they had they had so many flaws wolverine was australian it was just there was a lot of right yeah yeah. a kid <laughs> oh, like a piece of fruit. <laughs> I was like, "Isn't he from Canada? What the hell is going?" Right? Yeah. Exactly. Not Australian. Yeah, be like, I don't know. He's don't little know and hairy. That. He's he's got to be Australian. It's like, right? There's some like? Canadians going, "Hey, that doesn't have sound like how we sound, eh?" I always thought Logan was a really nice name. Uh, <laughs> Logan but uh, yeah, apologizing so- everywhere. He's like, "Whoa, I wasn't expecting that." Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Bob. I'm just the best at what I do. All right. There's there's actually some pretty cool villains in the game. Uh, so other than Magneto, you got uh, this, <laughs> there's Sentinels. There's like these freaking crocodiles and shit. Reavers, and then there's super villains that include Pyro, the Blob, Wendigo, Nimrod, the White Queen, Juggernaut, and Mystique. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there's an excellent roster of characters, top to bottom. Uh, graphics are amazing. It is mm-hmm. an excellent multiplayer oh, beat up. God. It's one of the best of all time. I mean, I'm telling you guys this it like is. you don't know what I'm talking it about. Is. It's it's incredible. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like so such incredible. a noob right now. I was today years old when I found out that those were the Reavers. 
those mechanical guys you beat up in the game or reverse. I just him saying that years just old. Now made me realize that that was. I didn't Uber. know that either. I thought all those guys that Tim just mentioned for the like the crocodile guys and stuff. I thought they were all just made up. Nah, no, nah, they're 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 actual. Well, I mean, some of them are just mutates throughout the game, but the reavers are real characters. Which I was like, of course they're the reavers. Like they had little tanks for bodies, and some of them had other mechanical parts. It just made sense. So that's like that mach- the machine oh, shop, man. like the uh, yeah, uh, Lady Deathstrike was part of them, right? Mm-hmm. I think she became their leader at some point. Right. right that's cool yeah i didn't i always thought that there was one enemy that i always thought looked a lot like samus aran from metroid um in the first same level, sort of yeah. visor um, okay. but and i i do remember another enemy being a really fun reference it was the uh uh if you go all the way back to giant size x-men number one which is the first appearance of that the team from that game except for dazzler um I mean, how awesome would it have been if like Sunfire was in there instead of Dazzler or Banshee? Uh, yeah, or Banshee. Yeah. Banshee. <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, you know, you need you need you need more. You need another lady for sure. But they're just I don't know they didn't have enough. But anyway, so it's fine. But in uh, the 1975 giant size X Men number one, the whole thing was they went to this big island and uh, the the island came alive and it was it was the island of Krakoa. And not Krakatoa, but Krakoa. And it was this big monster it formed at the end, and it was giant kaiju size. Uh, well, there are little Krakoas in this game as um, as enemies in one of the levels, or maybe a couple of wow. levels. And they form out of the ground. It's 100% that. It's, I, I recognized it instantly when I was a kid. Like and eyeball. every time I see it, I'm like, yep, yep, that's totally it. It's like these, yeah, they got big blue eyeballs. Anyway, super fun. And there's this another the whole... If I if yeah. I may, there's another cool nugget. Um, I didn't realize that it was Krakoa that they were fighting in that video game as well, like the little islands. And not only was that the island that they fought in Giant Size X Men number one, but in the new continuity that's out now, mm-hmm. Krakoa has become pretty much an island. Well, at the island where all mutants live. Oh, so that's dope. Now, I had no idea that that was Krakoa that they were representing in that if video. You, I if play you that video back, game again. <laughs> yeah, if you look that's back to awesome. like look at the original design of the creature from the old, I'm sure if you do a Google search, you'll find it. Um, and then find you know find a screenshot. It's it's cool. It's like yeah. totally. I mean, it's it. They're smaller versions, and there's a ton of them. It's not the exact thing, but they did take the design. But the fact that they took the time to, to mention mm-hmm. Krakoa, just the yeah, they, they just it, threw it so in cool. there for like yeah. a little reference and stuff like that. Definitely That's fun. Cool. I uh, so for me, like the bosses were were like I always look forward to the bosses in any of these games. Anyway, they're the funnest part for me. But right. like, um, <clears throat> I loved Windigo so much in this, mm-hmm. and he was not in Pride of the X Men. He was one of the bosses that wasn't. Also, Nimrod wasn't, a few of them weren't, but the ones that were, they would always, like, all the bosses start with, like, a a, a sound clip. They say something. You like, know, yeah, so the blob's nothing like, moves nothing, the blob. nothing <laughs> moves the blob. And it's, like, from Pride of the X-Men. And I, 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 think, I think Pyro says, I bought another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I know he, he stole says. stole Wolverine's stick. I know. I know Wolverine's like oh, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> Australian in this, um, but Windigo says he's like Windigo, and I just, I just did not know the character before this game. This was my introduction, and ever since I'm like, I love Wendigo. 
I love him. I always looked for him in comics. I was always excited to see him, but it was, I don't know. This was my introduction to the character. So it was just kind of fun that they also recorded some lines of dialogue. You know, I mean, in his, in his case, it's only one word because he is a Pokemon, of course. Technically, I think Wendigo counts. I don't know what he evolves yeah. from. I would say he's probably in his last form. He probably has already evolved. <laughs> evolves from Wendy Wendy Cub. Wendy Cub. <laughs> with the uh the cannibalism stone. Um, yep. Cannibal stone you need. No, no, it's just a hunk of flesh. <laughs> it's just a hunk of flesh. It's a hunk of, it's it's gotta be it's gotta be your dad. It's yeah, a it's hunk a, of your dad's flesh. <laughs> and uh and you, no. you instantly evolve. Yes, that's how you do it. It's really tough. It's like hard to evolve. I don't want to do it that bad. Nobody does. Um, keep Wendicub. <laughs> you just keep Wendicub. He's cuter anyway. Yeah. And he's, his poops are much smaller. So he can, Way less smelly too. He doesn't have all the human bones in them. Mm -hmm. This this really truly is like one of the most beautiful uh, sprite-based games. So I I, I remember is. playing it for the first time and my, my kid mind was absolutely fulfilled in every way possible. Um, I could not get over how awesome it was. It was this is the antithesis of that NES game. It's the antithesis yeah. of the nin Ninja Turtles. Agreed. You know, eat <clears throat> and lunch. Yeah, so incredibly good. And uh, you know, my favorite guy is Nightcrawler, and he was always, you know, he's right there. I have been a Nightcrawler player for this game ever since. Like I almost don't even want to play as anybody else. I love it so much, and I just love I love how they did Nightcrawler in this. His powers are weird. He sort of I feel like his powers are more like the flash. He just kind of zips around the screen. Yeah. But like I feel like they could have made it more like explosions and done the exact same effect. It's just like a yeah. screen clearing yeah. move. So they yeah. could have like made it look like, you know, bamf, 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 like explosions. But, but he has like rainbow zips. zips. He's like, yeah. yeah. He was yeah, the little laser. Yeah, he's a weird laser. Like, <laughs> I guess. But other than that, I, I just I just love him to pieces. Yeah. And uh, and you can, also, um, you can get that game today. Uh, I don't know about... Um, the um microsoft platforms but i know for a fact that playstation definitely has it right in their greatest hits and in their um yep. streamable game so if anyone wants to get a chance to play this game this um side-scrolling x-men beat-em-up game from back then you can probably get a, a copy of it now and enjoy it yeah, yeah definitely recommend doing that it, I, it, ahead, it always, it, yeah uh, it always killed me that we never got a console part of that game like, right, know, like, like back for, in the day, like, right? Like, like from the PlayStation or in Saturn or something. Like they, they could have handled it. Perfectly. But I, I, I get why because it was, it was such like it was the only game like that, and especially with the X Men representing. Like I get why they didn't let it go to consoles because they just probably made more money off it being in the arcades. Like <laughs> I know, I know, I spent at least a, a quarter of a college education through the quarter slots of that game myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can right. imagine it was probably a lot more profitable to just hold on to the rights to it and and collect. Yeah, money. maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, I mean it was we did get chosen time. Yeah, uh, it was this, yeah, and this was '92, so the Super Nintendo was just right out right then. So I feel like they probably could have done a decent Super Nintendo port. It seems like it. Maybe, maybe with fewer characters. Maybe you could only choose from four characters, leave out a couple of them or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, definitely Dazzler is one for sure. <laughs> the other one, yeah. the other one hurts too much. I don't even want to guess who they would cut out. Um, uh, no. so, yeah, very cool, very cool, and amazing, amazing game absolutely classic 
Yeah. Just one of the best. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. All right. So if we're going to move on, uh, we can go to Mr. Mr. Ian Wallace. I like to call him Mr. Uh, <laughs> what do you got, my friend? What do I have? I have probably well see the thing with these with these games around this era was they were all <laughs> excuse me. They were all really, really, really good. Like the side scrolling beat 'em up type formula. Marvel just mixed and matched their characters and it just worked. It didn't really matter who they threw in there at that point. It was just a badass game. But yeah. for my pick, I got one of my favorites. Um the Punisher game. The side scroller beat him up from yes. that time, and oh, it was yeah. um, it was made and released by published and released by Capcom. And Nick Fury was your was your was your buddy in that game. So you had yeah. it was a, it was player, a two yeah. player, so cool. and yeah. you could pick either Frank Castle or Nick Fury, um, or both, and mm-hmm. play through the game. And and the uh, the overall game, I mean, the overall goal of the game was to eventually get to the end and beat up the kingpin and defeat the kingpin. But along the way, you had mobsters, you had ninjas, you had any any type of bad guy they could throw at you. They threw at you. This was uh, Final Fight, uh, uh, Streets of Rage, all of those. I think all of those games that came around that time uh, took and borrowed it, or they borrowed from each other back and forth this recipe because it worked just so well. Different weapons you could pick up. Um, just an amazing game all around. Right. And, and but, you know, I th- I felt like this was because it came out a little bit later. It was a uh, 93, just a little bit later than like the final fights. I do think it was better than most of those and got no credit. I feel like this is the one of the four we're going to mention for arcades that is known the least and should be known as well as the other ones. The only the only downside, as far as I'm concerned, is that there's only two playable characters. They're great characters, though. Nick Fury is the second player. How freaking cool is that? Oh, cool, man. Yeah, it would have been dope to have a couple more playable characters now that you mention it. Like, Maybe who, who, do you, who do you think who do you think would would have rounded out the four? So, oh, well, you just throw in more street level guys. You got you got Daredevil, you got Iron Fist, you got Luke Cage, you got all those they guys. Need, they need to be uh, gun characters or uh, have a uh, an analog, something that can take place. So, if, if somebody's going to shoot like you know throwing stars or something like that, uh, that would be fine. But remember, this game had sections where it would turn into a gun section, and it would be like a shoot 'em up, and that was. I think really a great idea that made it stand out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, both the Frank, gallery, yep. the shooting Frank and guys, Nick yeah, would get out their guns. It would still be a side-scrolling section, but it would be like, I, I don't remember if you had a reticle or how it did, exactly yeah. worked. Yeah, it, did. Was, you did have a, yeah. it was, it was really cool. So whoever it would be would need to be like somebody who uses guns a lot. Hmm. That, and that so to me, that's not that, there wasn't a lot of gun toting Marvelites back then in that time. I think Punisher had the had the cul-de-sac on that one. If it wasn't Nick Fury and Shield, it was pretty much, you know, for guns you went to Punisher. I mean, maybe uh geez. I can't even think of you guys think of any gun toting Marvel characters back then? Maybe, maybe, like, maybe like Deathlock, but I don't know if that makes any sense with if the, he even uh, was was he even around at that time? This was this was early nineties. He might have yeah, just I don't know. He might have just right. been still wet with ink at that time. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> like, like Deadpool for the hell yeah. of it. Yeah, oh, just Deadpool. throw Deadpool in there. Yeah, yeah, why not? Who cares? Deadpool would have, Deadpool would have absolutely make him unlockable. Character. Oh, and uh, and yeah, Deadpool and Cable would have been would have been great. Yeah. Okay. Cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cable, definitely cable. Yeah, but uh, you know, somebody who's who's got a personality like that might take over. Um, and you do you do <laughs> want the Punisher to stand up? So I don't know. Maybe they made the right decision, but 
with only the two characters. But man, what a incredibly like the sprite work in this game is is it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. It really is. It probably I'm gonna say out of all of the games from Marvel at that time, this one to me next to that spider-man game we're going to talk about mm -hmm. um the punisher game looked the best to me like it was just it was flawless so yeah it looked really good so good so good Definitely. the animation was incredible and uh yeah and honestly the the pun uh i'm sorry the kingpin as the final boss to me like i i didn't recognize any other characters as i played it. i don't know if there were <laughs> other um marvel characters that were thrown in along the way that i just didn't know about but I'm there trying, were no, like the bushwhacker might have been in that one okay the guy okay. whose arm changes from an arm to a gun i think he might have been even if it was just him kicking the door open and letting some bad guys come in i remember seeing him in that game for some okay reason. so no so you're probably right it's just like i'm saying I, I didn't recognize any i wasn't like a big punisher reader uh so that like that wasn't my corner of the marvel universe per se but mm -hmm. um, when I saw Wilson Fisk at the end, I was incredibly happy to see like they they did use a character that I knew, and he looks awesome. The just like at the Fisk, end of that yeah. game is mm -hmm. so big, he's ridiculous. <laughs> it's what you wanted. It's what you imagine yep. from the pages to the screen. It was <laughs> yes. it was a great adaptation. Oh man, what a great game! Yeah. So the Punisher, nineteen ninety three, uh, unsung. As far as I'm concerned, yes. definitely check it out if you can. If you get the uh, if you can get a download or, or get a chance to sample it, definitely check it out. You won't be disappointed. There's Absolutely. also a version of the the Genesis too. Oh, that's the right. They ported yeah. that, so they ported that, but they they never ported never the not, 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 uh, so weird. They never ported to uh, the Super Nintendo. It's just uh, the Genesis. Yeah. The and the funny right. thing is, weird. I never played it on the console, and I know for a fact that they have it on um, Genesis, but I never play. I, oh, every time I played that game, it was in the arcade. Yeah. It was almost like wow. nobody had it back in the day on the console. Yeah. None yeah. of my friends yeah. had it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Awesome, awesome stuff, man. All right, Nintendo, what you got, man? Yeah, so uh, I got Captain America in the Avengers. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I played the shit out of this game, like in the arcade. I loved it so much. I mean, like, so good. Like, I, I was never like a big comic book reader. Mm -hmm. So I got all of my, my Marvel information from Parasite Steve. <laughs> so um so when this game came out, Second when I first hand. saw it, I think I I think I first played this game at a it was a drugstore here in town and they uh they had like a couple of arcade games they had like they had this game and like maybe a contra or something mm -hmm. and um so i just gravitated towards uh captain america because it's a beat em up and i love love beat em up yeah mm -hmm. and uh so in this game you play as obviously captain america iron man vision and hawkeye i always gravitated towards hawkeye i don't know why i just did interesting um, because you have yeah, taste, Joe. That's why you have good taste. Yes, I have good taste. Yeah. <laughs> all four, all four <laughs> characters in this game are great, too. Yes, yeah, they are. Yes, yes. I always thought uh, Vision just being like straight up white was kind of weird, but that's that was my introduction to Vision. I'm like, okay, well, it's just that's just me too. Is. Me too. Then, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't read. I didn't, I didn't know the Vision before this game. Yeah. Ninety one. This was very early for me. I wasn't a big comic book reader at this point at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like no. So I thought the vision was white, and I always thought later that the 
the multicolored vision looked weird to me because I was like, no, it looks better. That's why I like when they do, yeah, I always called them tutti frutti vision because I like the white one better. And I realized that nobody likes the white vision, but I'm glad, I'm glad he, he showed up in WandaVision. That was fun. I did, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch the show, but I mean, I did, I have seen the scenes of the white It's vision. cool. It's yeah, cool that they did that. Really, really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, you, you go through like, oh, I don't know how many stages, like, I want to say like maybe six, five, five or six stages. Yeah, it's a decent like. Decent yeah, I was going to say eight. Yeah. Really, what, what I really like about this game is not only is it just a beat em up, it's also a shooter, like a schmuck. Like there's some level yes. where, you know, you have like yep. uh, Hawkeye and Captain America had like. Uh, the sky sled. Yep. Yeah, those like levels were so fun. And, and um, no, not rocket packs. No, they're the sky they sleds from the Avengers. Yep. Yes. Yeah, like the real sky sleds. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking of the, uh, the underwater level where they had like the scuba. Stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Right, yeah. right. That, that's what I was thinking of. Um, and Vision and, and uh, Iron Man would fly. And it was just yeah. a button mashing, like fucking shooting shit up. So and, fun. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a nice change of pace. And uh, it's, it's just. Yeah, really, I love games that do that, that yeah, switch not, it up. Not and, a lot and, of games do that. I love, I right. love Especially putting in, yeah, putting in a shoot 'em up level in a beat 'em up is like one of my favorite things. Yeah, so, so cool. fun, so cool. And you have um, other adventures like Wasp, uh, Quicksilver, Wonder Man, and uh, Submariner. Um, the the the, the, <laughs> the talking in this game is freaking hilarious. Oh, think, so yeah. fun! Yeah. It's, it's, oh it's, yeah, the voiceovers were terrible. But Thank they you, were, Wonder Man. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's good. I, I don't know. I just love it. Wasp. Thank you, Wasp. And they also, did, I will they say never... one thing about this game that was really cool, a, a yeah. feature that kind of just stuck out to me while playing through it, especially using Captain America because he wasn't amongst everybody who was there. Him and Hawkeye were like the, the least strongest ones. But you could actually like pick up rocks yes. and like oh, small God. boulders and roll yeah. in this game. Like, you pick up rocks like so right. Uh, a fucking soda machine, just fucking yeah, like, just and yeah. toss it. And I thought that was yeah. so cool that they made yeah. parts of the background weapons, especially for characters that weren't like Iron Man or Vision, who had like those you know powers. You just it was dope to be able to throw a soda machine at the bad guy when your shield was not available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, and what's cool about the these other characters is that you know Wasp, who shows up in the the shooting level, the uh, the, the first one where they're flying. Uh, she shows up and you're like invincible, basically. Oh right! And doesn't She's Quicksilver show up right? and like give you energy? Yeah, yeah. She, show, she shows up in the, in the first so stage. Uh, just just the beam up stages she shows up in. So okay. he'll run by and he'll drop like a piece of like uh like a drop of water. It looks like a drop of water that says pee on it. And um, it's a drop of pee. Oh, it's silver. You pee Thank, silver. You, <laughs> Thank you for your peak with silver. Um, <laughs> Thank you for sharing this peak. This is a silver <laughs> shower. <laughs> oh, Quicksilver was a slow ass runner in this game too. Oh my yeah, god, he was like bolting it. He was like going like like one mile a minute or something. <laughs> it looks like wind <laughs> was blowing him backwards as he was going. <laughs> He was moving so fast, it looked like he was moving slow. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Probably that's, was. That's what we'll go with, right? Quick. <laughs> <laughs> so Mariner shows up in the, uh, the underwater level, and he just, um, I think you pick up their, their icon, their, not their icon, their, the little logo or something, I, I think. If I no, he name. just comes out. He's so he has two appearances. At the end of the previous level, he just 
points to the water and he's like, yes. they're in the sea. And they didn't record the name <laughs> Submariner, but it says sub. There was no name or it said sub- <laughs> Submariner. Yeah. And it's all the other characters, you. yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the other characters used used the same sound clip of "thank you," and then there would be a pause, and it would be the name of whoever they're thanking. So it'd be "thank you, Wonder Man," "thank you, Wasp," "thank you, Quicksilver." But when it came to Submariner, they just they didn't record his name. So it's thank, like, you. thank you. Thank you. It's so funny. And then later you're in the water. Like, Motherfucker, you forgot my name. And they <laughs> wonder why he always attacks the surface world. Yeah. Like, you guys don't even care. You don't even remember my name. We <laughs> think thank you what? I think we're fighting you over for, for a fish fry. You never come. Thank you, Francis. Thank you. Thank you. And I believe the uh, the last boss in the underwater level is a giant robot octopus. An underwater one, yeah. yeah. A robot octopus. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and the flying one, the flying one uh, you fight the, the sentinel. A sentinel? Like, what the hell? Like it's like an X-Men reference. Screen. It's so random. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. So, so cool. I mean, he looks a little bit different, but the body is perfect. The face is a little bit unique, but yeah, yeah, super freaking good. I I think this game is one of the most unique beat em up games of all time. Probably the most unique beat em up game of all time. Easily. It looks so different. The characters are so small. It plays different than any beat em up game. It it did, man. And, yeah, and so having the shmup it. levels in there, the shoot 'em up levels in there, like really, really, like it felt so different. It was such a fun game, man. Oh, yeah. And I, I, oh, sorry, I think I played this before X Men. I think this was my I first arcade experience. Yeah. With I was going to say, definitely sure. a game you want to play with your buddies. X Men, because of the love for the characters and because of how dynamic they were alone, it was all right if you played kind of by yourself for a little bit. But with Avengers. It just was a better game. Yeah, it was more a fighter. Yeah. It just was. Yeah, like, it it was. It's one of those games you hope that. somebody throws a quarter in with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And yeah, I loved sure. that two of the characters were strong and could fly. And two of the characters needed the different way to do the yes. shoot them up levels. You know, that was just a neat idea. They're like, well, how are we going to do this? You know, how, how are we? Well, it's like, well, how would you do it in a comic? How right. would Captain America fly if he needed to? And okay, you know what? Well, that just go. that what you just said kind of really nods as to why it was such a alluring game as a as a comic nerd back then because that was that was a very true thing. Like not all the superheroes could fly and had armor. Not mm-hmm. all of them had powers that shot out of their hands. So it was just dope to see that they were recognizing that because it was easy for everyone to love Superman. He was bulletproof, could fly, and good hair. Right. All that good stuff, yeah. but it was a little bit different. Good hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the ball guy in me throwing shots. Sorry about that. No, that's, but um, that's the real reason why Lex Luthor can't stand him. Everybody loves Lex. No, but um, no, it, it was that it was that nod to not all superheroes are super, and it was just a yeah. dope thing. Like I, I really like that because like almost all the X Men got powers, and like other characters, mm-hmm. it was just nice to see Cap and Hawkeye, two guys that you knew were regular dudes. Like it was, yeah, dope. yeah totally right. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and this get this did get ports. This was uh, yeah, ported yeah. first to the Sega Genesis, which I I think was pretty good. And then Super it. Nintendo was worse. It, and we yes, were big. We were, yeah, we were SNES fans. So when the I remember when the Genesis one came out, it's like I bought it, 
And I was like, you know, this is pretty good, but you know, I know that the Super Nintendo one's going to be better. I'm going to totally buy it again. So stoked! We were, yeah, we were excited, but oh, this is going to be just like exactly like the arcade. It's going to be perfect, and it was not. It was no, it was terrible. So they messed that up so bad. I'll say, I'll say the mechanics were pretty similar, but it it looked. It looked bad. I I know it played worse too. I remember it being clunkier. It was just it was just objectively worse. It was weird. Um, it was it's like like very the arcade. Weird. You no, know, you can like just constantly you know hit your enemy or whatever until they die or get knocked out or whatever. But in the Super Nintendo one, it's like you have to hit them once and they start flashing. You gotta like run away because they can still attack you while they're flashing. It, it was just. It was a mess of the game. So weird. It was so freaking weird. Like, I don't know who the hell said mm-hmm. that was a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. Very weird. But um, I'll just just one thing I'll mention, just uh, like in that X-Men Fall of the Mutants game for the PC, for the computers, various computer systems, where that had just so many unique characters that were only in that one. This had a lot of bosses that don't get a lot of love. Like Grim Reaper was a boss. Uh, oh, yeah. Living Laser was a boss. Yeah, man, um, man, Claw. Man. Claw was a Claw. boss. Yeah, yeah, Juggernaut, even though he was like, he had a Cyclops eye instead of a face, it just makes no sense. I don't know why they. Not the Juggernaut even fits in a Captain America game, but it's like, okay, cool, but that's the Juggernaut? Like, what right, happened right. to his face? <laughs> right. It looks so I've read that it was. Face. I've read that the intention was it was supposed to be the gem of Sidorak in his face like uh, that's uh, what uh, they uh, were going for it's like what what yeah, why did you do that it's like why'd okay. you put it in place of his face not his chest or on a wrist right exactly like, wow. that's that's what i would expect you're like oh, we're gonna make it even cooler <laughs> that, we're gonna give him a that's big what, like, gives chest power, thing right yes yep. yeah so yeah. like but in, in the comics like you don't even see it right no, no you don't it's see in it. space he threw it in space but anyway, really good game. Really like just another favorite. I, these are all my favorites. I love these. And to round it out, so thanks, Joe. To round it out, I'm going to go with uh, Spider-Man, the video game, the one Ian keeps alluding to, 1991. And this was made by Sega for yeah. the arcade. So so clearly Sega made this and the Genesis version in the same year they came out. Yeah, this game is in another really incredibly... Uh, unique beat up and yeah. it's mechanic that makes makes it unique um is that the camera every other level will pan way out and your character becomes really small and it does sort of become a shoot 'em up only it's like a character shoot 'em up and you're not it's not an auto scrolling stage so that's the difference right. so you're at least i don't believe it's an auto scrolling stage if it's it not, is not. okay you cuz cuz you're still able to like platform and right. yeah. you have to and yeah, uh yeah no climb walls and ceilings yeah and all that shit. really yeah. cool or use the closer yeah and and, the, and you end up using projectiles yes yes it's, it's like everybody's just shooting so anyway the the roster or there's four characters you can choose from is spider-man and uh, spider-man black cat which is just perfect and then the other two are like eh, i don't know why they chose these characters but okay <laughs> one of them's namor the submariner and the last one is hawkeye again and i remember being like wow hawkeye is in this too and to me it's like it's cool that hawkeye is in that game but to me i wish it was daredevil and human torch i wish it was was, yeah yeah that's that's always who i wanted to be the other two characters in that i wish it was black cat for sure i'd play that 
Yeah. I mean, I wish. I wish somebody would like do a hack or something and put the put them in. They would be so perfect. But um, what a great game. Tons of Spider-Man bosses. Tons. There, there are like midpoint bosses in almost every level. There are so many villains that get crammed into this. It's so freaking fun. And there's like, you know, a, a story with Venom that you kind of follow. It's just like a visual story. There's no real talking, but, you know, he breaks out of this containment unit thing and then you got to go chasing him. And, and then you think he's going to be the last guy. And then at the end, the game gets hijacked by Dr. Doom and Dr. Doom ends up being the big boss. But then the secret final boss is Venom. There's like a bunch of like little Venoms or something. They all take over and you, you have one more fight. <laughs> And it's just really fun. I I love this game so freaking much. The graphics more than any other game. It does. It looks like a comic. I think that's really what they. And I do think that Captain America is kind of trying for it, but the sprites are so small, it it never quite looks right. But the backgrounds in Captain America and the Avengers have a very like watercolor look, almost. Yeah. Very unique. But this really does look to me like it's trying to be a comic. Yeah. that's what it was. It was really it was awesome. the first playable comic ever, and it, it just it stacks up like that. When you play it, it plays that way. Mm-hmm. It has all of the different dimensions. It it even gives you the the idea of how comic panels work, the way the actual game flows and and moves. Um, it, it was just everything as a comic nerd you wanted in a comic book video game. It was and nothing like anything. It was not yeah. like nothing before it. Absolutely yeah. nothing before. And Even like nothing after. Honestly. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. This one in, in Captain America and the Avengers, I truly think are islands. I think the Punisher and, and X-Men are very similar to other types of games. Like you were saying, right. Ian, you know, they all right. kind of like the final fight sort of, mm-hmm. you know, everything's copying off each other. The looks are, are different. You know, they definitely, you know, worked in different, you know, little mechanics like the Punisher levels had the shooting reticles. Right sections but like overall they're like pretty similar but i think that captain america and the avengers and that spider-man game really stand out to me um, yep. yeah yeah without great. a doubt great without game a doubt. they they really did especially because of how they look more than anything um yeah. just the way that they presented the characters and the way the characters would be actionable in something that you can mm-hmm. actually control them in it just it felt like right it felt right it felt like it felt you right, were playing yeah. Right. Yeah. And and they both do the thing where it's switching off to a different style of game every other level. Yep. Or in the Spider-Man levels, I think it was more like halfway through the level it would do it and come back in, which I even liked better. I think that was just so cool and so unique. Uh, I just really love it. And you need something like that specific, specifically for a beat-em-up, which is a very repetitive style of game. Right. Having that know? different pacing, that different stage type breaks yeah. it up a lot. Really cool. Really cool. All right, guys. So I think uh, we'll call that the, the first half. We're at about an hour right now. So this week's Octoponder This, which I posed to the group earlier today, um, I'm asking you to choose a Marvel hero or villain that you would most like to see get their own modern solo game. Uh, so we know that Black Panther is getting a solo game. We know that Spider-Man has had a billion games. We know that uh, you know there's been lots of games over the years, but like we're talking solo so like a wolverine not an x-men sort of a thing um so we we all have our picks uh but before we go to those uh we're gonna play some commercials 
So why don't you sit tight, think about the Octoponder this, and we will be right back. Hey kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Talking With, My God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dorkening Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of nerdy goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you attention this is the lost skeleton of cadavra and you are listening to rancho notorious no wait no that's retro redoptopus hey are you ready to do some bacon it's about that time where we ask you the audience to octo ponder this all right welcome back aboard everyone before we took a quick Great that you just enjoyed. I assume you enjoyed because of all those fun commercials. We asked you this week's Octoponder this question. Pick a Marvel hero or villain you'd most like to see get their own modern solo video game adventure. It can be any style you want. And bonus points if you can tell us why you picked it. Uh, we'll do ours first. I'm going to start us off. I'm going to go Silver Surfer is my answer. I would love to see. I love the Silver Surfer, and I've never read a Silver Surfer comic in my entire life. I've never read him, but he's a character that I think is completely awesome. And I would love to see a game where you are in deep space and surrounded by just just the vastness of the void of the star field, and you treat it like you know, uh, what's that? What's that space game that Berker's crazy about? that's coming out 8-bit what, what's it oh, called uh it's coming out that's that's called um oh my god why would you put me on the spot like that Damn. i don't know i thought you'd remember <laughs> but like you know these these space games skyrim? were like not skyrim oh. no it's the space the, one god damn it Parker, what is it okay but it's you know the idea that you're in a ship and you're able to really traverse the vastness of space and go to different planets that's what i want to do as a guy on a surfboard i think that would be amazing and and if you can like you know specifically go to different um known marvel starfield starfield Starfield. oh god my my brain just (laughs) fell out (laughs) and and uh, you know, and then you you do missions, and you have to go between them and do different stuff. And of course, Galactus is looming, and you know whatever it is. I I think no, it would be amazing be if Galactus was looming, and you had like thirty in game, like whatever. Oh, you know, it's Majora's days. Mask. You want Majora's Mask? Well, not exactly, but yeah, time something. So it'd be like okay, 
you got to prep a bunch of shit and you got to go to different planets and you got to recruit the help of different heroes on different planets. And depending on how successful you are, like each, maybe there's like five different, you know, worlds or whatever, and they all have like different heroes and you got to mm-hmm. spend time recruiting them to help fight Galactus. So you got to like build your whole friggin' crew before the time runs out and Galactus is here to destroy yeah, everything. That'd be cool. I don't know. That'd be that'd super be cool. cool. Totally like a great opportunity for like lots of cool cameos and characters that will show up from the cosmic side. Um, I would love to see, I think you could set it in the early days of him being the Silver Surfer serving Galactus and then sort of do a time jump where, you know, it's it's him later. Because I do love the other Heralds so much. I would love they would to, have see- to be the boss. That's what I was going to say. They'd have to be the bosses. I'd love, I mean, I, yeah. I love Fire Lord. I've always loved Fire Lord for some reason. I think he's great. Um, but you know, I, I, that's, that's my pick. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to that. Uh, Ian, what would your pick be, sir? Okay. It's the only pick I've ever had for the last decade. Cause Marvel and all the video game companies won't do it. I need a daredevil game. I need yep. a daredevil. We need daredevil i've been good all year i've been a good boy <laughs> all year long i deserve a matthew murdoch um first not even first person i'm sorry third person action game where you're just i mean Lots from the stealth. from the teenage you know portion of his life building up his powers learning from stick to going out into the street um mm-hmm. doing his year one thing i think would be a great introduction not only to the character and with the popularity of the netflix shows and the movies and stuff that you know he's been cameoing in it just it makes so much sense like let's just yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because it's essentially like a ninja game and then you you know you're gonna figure out ways to work in his sonar sense and his and his uh or radar sense however they call it and you know it's gonna it, it would be a natural fit i think and I you agree. know if you but work also, in upgrades like they did in the netflix show i loved that i yes. love that so much in the netflix show he kept going back to that guy who made the suit and kept getting better versions of the suit and different weapons and stuff I as he that. did in the comics um he was he you know he had just kind of a cloth kind of deal and then he went up to like the uh special sewn in armor kind of cloth stuff and then he went to the actual armor it was always an upgrade or just him trying to you know be a better superhero and i like that mm-hmm. element so, so it would be dope more. if they added that yeah. So cool. Here's the here's the question: Does this Daredevil game have equal parts Daredevil and equal parts like like uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, like Matt Murdock, absolutely cases and absolutely. shit, like going out yes. collecting like evidence, you know, tailing people, doing whatever you need to do to be able to like get you know the the dirt on whoever, and then be going and doing the actual. Oh, that's a great Having to choose like right dialogue options and you know maybe the dialogue wouldn't be open if you didn't see it if they if they did it correctly it would be exactly like you said the 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 lawyer portion and being the legal legal uh eagle matt murdoch would be how you would traverse to the next level how you would be able to actually get to a boss you'd Mm. be able to go through the levels and fight and all of that but i would i would definitely want the detective and lawyer side of it and also the relationship with the newspapers and the other heroes of the city all those things that make daredevil daredevil because it's not just about the you know the costume and the cool powers and the fighting and yeah. all of that. Daredevil is also one of those heroes that really loves his city and makes yeah. a lot of compromises as a human being to 
do the right thing. And that's a dope right. element that uh, that yeah. Netflix definitely had. Yeah, yep. that's a that's yeah. a really great idea. I love that. I, I think that'd have to be in there. That would really make it true yeah. Daredevil because he deserves that. Like you said, mm-hmm. like, it's a character that like deserves it and would be would be creating yeah. a game that you've never played before. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the key is having something that we haven't done. We you know, we've tried a little bit of everything twice. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just do a little something we haven't done yet, you know? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. Need it. Want it. Give it to us. Put it in my hand. Uh, 8-Bit, what is your pick? My friend? Uh, so I, I went with a Rocket Raccoon uh, because I think that it would be like a pretty awesome kind of kind of split to have it be like this bounty hunter game, you know, this intergalactic bounty hunter type, but you're playing as Rocket, so you have this cool play on perspective. You're so small, so everything's going to feel big, and you would have, you know, the ability to, like, traverse, like, by, you know, walking on two legs. You could run around on all fours. You could climb up walls, climb up, you know, shit, whatever, have, like, you know, different kind of traversal options because he's a raccoon, but you'd also have, like, fully customizable arsenal of, like, weapons sure. and stuff, kind of like Ratchet and Clank, but, you know, you would just be, like, as you're going, you're earning all these different weapons, and then let's say, like, Ratchet's such a weapons expert, he'd be able to, like, take them apart, and you can reassemble the guns any which way you want, so that way maybe you get, like, one 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 gun with, like, you know, another one's kind of reload style oh, or, yeah, ammo right. or whatever, you know, just fuck it up, just just play with it and uh and you know then there would also be like space uh kind of like flying around in the ship and stuff like that uh i don't know it'd be awesome and i just think like you know games where you play as like an atypical kind of protagonist are always way more fun and so having it be raccoon it would be really interesting just like to to mess around with um but i think it'd be really fun and you'd have tons of cameos and stuff of like all characters you'd know you'd get like you know uh, bounties or commissions or whatever from people that like you knew in the Marvel verse, it could be cool. You know yeah. what? The whole time you were explaining this, I just kept. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to you explain it, and I just kept seeing the Star Fox box art and the Ratchet and Clank's box yeah. art come yeah, together in like, an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes. I was you like, need we it. need to do this. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like right now. Be fun. Be so like fun. with Groot, like with Groot being your clank. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Please awesome. make this happen. You know what I <laughs> you know what I would love for this game is for Groot to not be in it from the beginning. So you get you 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 let Rocket breathe a little bit as a character first. Yeah. yeah, it's not just him with Groot all the time. And then later you get Groot, and now it's like, oh, this is amazing. Now yeah. we got Groot. I like, it's like that. getting it's like getting this the double jump later. Like it's like, oh, oh, this is so much better now. <laughs> but you appreciate yep. Rocket by himself first. I'd love that. Yep. Yeah. Great answer. Totally. Wow, rocket game! Now I need. I now I need. A, oh, I didn't even I know. know I needed a rocket raccoon I game. I was thinking about it, and I was like, "This sounds so fun. This sounds so good." Damn it! Why? Why you had to do that to me, eight bit? <laughs> I love. I love putting the good, good ideas out there. You know. Yeah, I don't yeah good stuff. Too much. Too much trouble. <laughs> awesome stuff. The uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy game was really fun. That came out a couple years ago. I really yeah. really enjoyed that. Um, well, okay. So last one, Nintendo. What is your pick, sir? So uh, mine would have to be Doctor Doom. Yes. Oh yeah. It's yeah, the most o- awesome it's the most obvious choice. Um, for a game, I I would I would have to say I I mostly picture this as like a shoot 'em up. Oh. Kind of kind of like with uh, 
gladiators or life force or whatever where you start off oh with really side scrolling and then maybe like uh, horizontal and vertical um that's cool and uh for for the options the options mm-hmm. would be the the, the doom bots mm-hmm. yeah like a doom bots like just show up and yep. whatever and just just cause more damage and they would do like different things too like you can like set them to like maybe like rotate around uh, Doctor Doom, or I got as a shield, or whatever, or just kind of like place them, kind of like the options in um, was it five? Was it five that does this? Yeah, you can like place the options. Oh, wanted right. I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, depending yeah. on where your movement is, they trail you, but then you can kind of like yeah. lock them in place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's something like that. Yep. I mean, it's something uh-huh. really simple, but <clears throat> he flies so. He Why does. He can. he can. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Nothing too much um, everyone else's, but yeah. You know. Yeah. It'd be sick. Um, I mean, it's no, Doctor I mean, Doom. Like, Doctor Doom's a great answer. Uh, I, I mean, he was my first thought, and uh, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad we didn't pick the same one uh, because, yeah, I think Doctor Doom is easily one of the most gameable uh, characters, along with Iron Man. Just anybody who has a, like a robotic suit that is constantly tinkering with it, you know, is is a perfect choice for a video game, but Dr. Doom also has the magic side. So where you're in a, you know, a shoot em up, you could per- perhaps, you know, upgrade him in all different ways. Maybe you have different skill yeah. trees. You have a magic skill tree and a technology skill tree. Or I don't something, know. Something yeah. like that. And, and the, the, the bosses, bosses would be a member of the fantastic four. So yeah. You could, you could have like tons of good game. guys. You could have good, like all good guys are the bosses. Yeah. That would be super fun. See, with, Do- with, a, with a Doom game, I would every all the mechanics would stay the same, but I would definitely need to have it in a God of War style Doom yeah. running through the Marvel Universe. I would, I would love that. that everything. That's what I would do. your like, Doom Empire. Yes. And then, you, you know, you have the bots, you have all the technology. Oh my God, it could, be like, it could be like opposite act razor. So you have like the Doom <laughs> Castle that like flies around or whatever, yes, and yep. you just fucking go over spots, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, "Cool, I got an RTS this shit, but I'm gonna destroy whatever's yes. there, burn it into Doom City, and then when there's like these particular little nuggets, you got to go down as Doom and fuck shit up like side scrolling level yeah. and blast stuff. Oh the, my god." The- the we came up with four really good ones here. Yeah, Holy shit. or even, or even like a risk type game where you did like Latveria, yeah, right. Wakanda, yeah. and like, yeah. and oh, like you know what I mean? Shit, just, uh, you just trip over different. He really, uh, is, he really is a perfect answer. He really yeah. is like you could you literally go a thousand so many ways to do Doom. Like ugh. he's he's uh you know so many people list him as as their favorite Marvel villain of all time, and Easy. I. I do as well. I mean, I think the popular answer is it's it's Doom and then Magneto, and I I can't break from that. I, I agree. Those are my two. Those would be my picks. They're always at the top one and two of lists that I see. But he's just great. He's just an awesome character. Yeah. Um, great so pick. awesome, awesome answer and uh, unexpected with the the shoot 'em up angle. That's really fun. So okay, we got a bunch of answers uh, on the on the Facebook group. So I'm going to go through them as quickly as I can. Um, Jeremy Jackson says a modern Ant-Man with minish cap style gameplay implications on a wider scale would be pretty cool. Could go down uh, to it takes two levels and go up to spy espionage hero stuff. Um, I think that is a 
a pretty awesome, awesome answer. Okay. Very different. He's the only one who asked for an Ant-Man game. He also mentions uh, he, he still laments that uh, there's never been a true X-Men RPG, and he thinks there Ooh. never will be one. And uh, he also slides Dr. Doom under the door, too. He says that would be sweet. Magic and tech and all that. You're the bad guy taking over the universe for its own good. Um, <laughs> very cool. good. Lol. Um, so, uh, Joe, I, I don't know how to say this last name. Joe Diagido. No, Diagido. Diagido. Uh, not sure how to say your name, Joe. I hope I didn't screw it up too bad. I know I did, but he says that's quite a question if I had to choose uh, based off what's happened recently with the Flash film. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, first he, he, he was thinking like any comic book, but he did eventually go into uh, Doom. He said he loves Doom. Full story without him losing his edge is unfortunately a traditional in villain stories, especially in Hollywood. Maybe a sequel with him using Namor to hurt Wakanda would be pretty cool. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then Colleen, our, our very good friend, Colleen says, gave two great answers. Some people started to do this. Um, they gave a hero and a villain. So Colleen says for her hero, squirrel girl deserves a video game period. Ooh. Especially Yo. with how crossover heavy her material is, it would make such a fun RPG style or side scroller. Think of all the pun times we could have. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I think that's a great, great answer. Yeah, and she you. then goes on to say for a villain, she needs a mystique game. Wow. She says she's such an intricate character with so many stories hidden in her past. I'd love to pay, play through some of that. She's so 007 style sneaky given her ability to be anyone so she'd make a cool spy style spy spy style modern first person shooter or I swear to god the first thing i thought about when you said that was a metal gear solid style game with mystique yeah, as with mystique. character yes do so very dope very oh my god that would be amazing i agree i agree you never get to to be a main character that can be other characters as like the main mechanic, and I right. think that that is a really interesting idea. If you you got to put limits on it to make it work, to make it like make it still hard, but I think you could really do a good job with a Mystique game for sure. Very interesting. Always love that character. Okay. Uh, Lana Lana Cooper says, um, "I feel like I'm among my people, seeing how many people want a Doctor Doom game." Um, <laughs> the first thing that popped <laughs> yeah, into my head yeah, yeah. was a game where you play as Doom. And one, have to rescue your mother's soul from Mephisto. And two, there is, Ian, a risk-like element where you have to also run Latveria and begin a path of conquest to other countries while dividing your time between mystical, technolo technological, and political pursuits. That's what a yes. an answer. What's That's an a answer? yes. That's that is a yes. yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, yes Lana. What an answer. Yeah, yes. we're going to get that into, into development. Yes. Uh, Dominic Perello, Perillo, Perillo, our buddy, our wrestling buddy, says Iron Fist, mostly because of the ancillary characters and the wild locales. I mean, absolutely. Iron Fist would definitely work as a as a Big you know, action action type game uh, or, or beat him up or something like that. Rob Smales out of nowhere uh, recently in the brig, Rob Smales, author Rob, he uh, says talisman uh he says i'd love to see what the writers could come up with using the dream time and i said i didn't know this character so i said the only talisman i know is from alpha flight and i said do you mean the lady from from alpha flight and he says oh sorry no um it's this 
Australian Aboriginal character introduced in the contest of champions in 1982. Um, what a deep cut. This guy is asking for wow. this guy. Nobody knows, but Hey, that's, you know, that's what they did with blade. Wait a minute. I think I know that Wesley Snipes movie. This was during the time with the Outback, I think. When um, no, the- Out- Outback was late, later than 82 for sure. So in the 90s. Well, look, you know what? Maybe it was. I don't, I don't remember that. I don't recall hmm. the Contest of Champions. I don't recall this character. Um, I don't remember him being in Contest of Champions, but I remember for some reason some Aboriginal character during that time of the Outback. It just... Hmm. The picture of there, him. Oh yeah, no, there was there was like an old guy that was kind of like helping forge, I think. But um, I don't know. I don't know this. Guy. What a what a weird answer. Great, right. great choice, Rob. Really <laughs> yeah, cool. I love to see yeah, people there, uh, thinking outside the box. It's really he, awesome. he's gonna make me go into my um my my Marvel encyclopedia today. Yeah. So GD Dearborn said Rick Jones split the game up into chapters. Wow. In some chapters, he's a sidekick. In others, he has his own powers that differ from chapter to chapter. Marvel, Hulk, Rom, Captain America, Thanos, Abomination, the Avengers, and a host of others would be ancillary characters. Very, very cool. Very like very it. We got to add one thing. Who, who's okay. answering that again? That's GD Dearborn. GD Dearborn, we got to add one thing. It has to come with a Rick Jones signed guitar, and there has to be a guitar hero element in some of the game. It has to happen. <laughs> if we're going to have a Rick Jones game, damn Do it, it right. we could be rock stars. <laughs> Do it right. The only way. <laughs> That's um, cool though. I like that. A Rick Jones game. That that was really left field. I yeah, like pretty left cool. field answers. Pretty cool. Shows that uh, the nerds were paying attention on this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. we got some great answers. Jeffrey Holland from the Slum Gullion says, Howard the Duck, because it's Howard the Duck. And then Jeremy Jackson t- chimed in and said, it'd be basically a modern day leisure suit Larry game, which 100% <laughs> yeah. works. Yes. Point yeah. and click. Yeah, big time. Uh, like early 90s, point and click, Lucas Arts, Howard the Duck point and click adventure game yes give it to me oh my god Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yep uh steven van Patten, my uh my evil or maybe good twin i can't remember i could never remember which one it is from beef wine and shenanigans says man wolf and spider-man is the final boss he wants a man wolf game who the hell would say that it's amazing wow Oh, uh, so fun. So, so fun. Uh, Brandon Mark Powers says a first person Daredevil game. So he's there right there go. with the, with the Daredevil. Raina Madison says a She-Hulk game that balances actual cases being judged about hero folk that you, you as Jen need to participate in and ridiculous battles with villains. So not so dissimilar from what, Tim, you said about the Daredevil game, like yep, working in that yep, Phoenix yep. right type stuff. Very, very cool. Eric Michaud says we need a solid game for Dr. Doom. Uh, Pete Bloodshot Kale says Moon Knight. I'm, of course, a big fan of that answer. Shelby Croto says I'd love a Mojo game playing as a big grotesque villain trying to enslave people through television and battling X-Men. Sounds like a blast. What a crazy, crazy answer. Mojo. My God. James Milliken says, I'd love a Ghost Rider video game on the hero side. And for villain, he picks Bullseye. So that's pretty cool. Okay. 
Our good friend game. from all the way f- across the pond from Iceland, Berker Finar, says a World War II style Captain America game. Absolutely down for that. Um, Jason Nick- Nicholas says Galactus Katamari. Hilarious. Come on. That is that is <laughs> that is an answer and a half. Galactus Katamari. Yes, yes. Uh, Chris Orkeys says Silver Surfer because the Cosmos are his stop stomping grounds. Kari Sanders, Carrie Sanders says definitely a Ghost Rider game, preferably with Danny Danny Ketch. Villains, mm. she, yeah, she's asking for Danny wow. Ketch. Okay, right, sure. <laughs> uh, if you count Epic Comics being an imprint of Marvel back in the day, then we have to have a Hellraiser appearance with Pinhead. Uh, and make it an RPG. So, I mean, it's, it, she's asking a lot. But, hey, you know, it sounds fun. I'd play it. Um, and finally, we have Reagan McKenzie Riggles. And he says, Moon Knight, because the only technical fighting game for a Street Fighter match that he was in was a mobile game called Contest of Champions. Be nice if he had his own game where he was the main character. I agree. Moon Knight's been a side character in a few games. And uh, I would definitely adore him. He's another character that's really very gameable. He's got lots of gadgets, just like Batman, same sort of thing. He would yeah. be great. Love a Moon Knight. Great. So, guys, thank you so much for those incredible answers. I mean, awesome. just absolutely awesome. 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 Uh, too. Love when the Retroids come out in force like that my god so many answers so um without further ado let's get right along with the second half get back to the show uh meat and potatoes let's go guys let's dig in this is we got two picks for you each and they are console games um they didn't have to start as a console but um you know, it, it it had to be something you could play on a console. So um, we're going to go the same order we did with the arcade. So let's start with 8-Bit Alchemy. My friend, what do you have for your first pick? All right. Okay, so I, I have a game that is uh, one that I grew up with. It was one that we had on our home consoles. We had this uh, in, our, in our collection. Uh, and this is a game for the Super Nintendo called Marvel Super Heroes in War of the Gems. Um, this is a beat-em-up games from 1996 developed by Capcom. And uh, it, it, you know, heavily draws on the events from the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity War storylines. Adam Warlock is calling upon the Avengers to seek out the Infinity Gems before they, you know, fall into Thanos' hands, right? Um, There's a, a roster of characters. That's, like, one of the things that is so fun about all these different beat-em-up games or whatever is like having this like a, a roster like all these different characters you can pick um, yeah so like this game's no different you got uh captain america iron man spider-man wolverine or the hulk um and what you're trying to do is you know fight through all these levels and get all the gems uh this game i i played a lot of times uh this game is extremely hard i mm, thought yes. uh this game i was honestly like genuinely tried like a lot of times to get pretty good at the game and it was very very difficult i remember when you start out like you can pick you have like a, a variety of levels that you can choose to do at the beginning which i always love because even in a game where you suck so bad at it you can't beat one level you can at least play five levels mm-hmm. you just can't you know play any of them in sequence you got to keep starting over um but the 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 thing that made this game wicked hard was when uh, when you chose a character 
their health as it depleted would stay that way. So if you lost health and didn't get any more health pickups in that level, the next time that you chose that character for whatever stage, their health stayed low. And if you if you actually died as a character, they got like knocked out of commission and you had to get an item to bring them back. So you could actually screw yourself and not it's not even just like, oh, I, I like the Hulk the best, so I always want to play as the Hulk. It's like, uh I played as the Hulk for a level, and then he died, and now I can't play as the Hulk. <laughs> so I need to go do. Uh, I need to get an item at some point to get him back. Um, so that was like wicked, unheard of, uh, and, and very different for a beat 'em up game like that. Um, but you know, it was like I guess it was cool in a way because it made you feel like pretty awesome when you were able to get like farther um you know just by getting better at it and stuff mm -hmm. but right. it was tough the enemies took a ton of hits and you don't yeah. take a ton of hits so it's like you know it's, it's and, the, and the stages are so long yeah, just, yeah. it's like a war of attrition you just can't help it yeah. yeah yeah totally um oh were you gonna say something yeah what was the name of this game again so it's called uh marvel superheroes in war of the gems so okay, like the I big, said the, the big gems and war for the gems. Yeah, war yeah. Gems. Adam yeah, Warlock is like the guy who Your starts life. out the story. He explains yeah. the story of it. And this was kind of like in the um Infinity War section from the comics, which was when they had the, the doppelgangers and the main bad guys, the Magus. Right. Like oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that like a I, I yeah, I remember there being a lot of doppelganger enemies in this game. Okay. Yes. Even yeah, of characters yeah. that weren't in it, like I remember the Daredevil doppelganger is in it. Daredevil himself is not in it, but the doppelganger but has got actual horns. Oh wow! He's got like long, long horns, and and uh, yeah, like I remember there being some fun cameos like that. Just yeah, I'm definitely gonna seek that one out. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely a cool game. Um, the other thing too is like as you're playing through the levels. Depending on whatever like levels you beat, you would actually like sometimes earn an infinity gem at the end of the level. And then whatever infinity gem that you happen to get, when you played the next level, you could choose your character and you could also choose one of the infinity gems to take with you to like beef you up a little bit. So if you if you chose the power gem, it would give you better attack power. If you chose the time gem, you moved faster. If you chose the soul gem, you'd have twice as much health. Um, the reality gem made extra items appear throughout the level. And then the space gem let you jump higher. So if you got far cool. enough in the game and unlocked these different gems and stuff like that, you can also choose to use them as like power. Oh, really cool. kind of. Yeah. Really neat concept. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it definitely, you know, wasn't just a face value kind of thing. Um, they're also real quick. I'll go through... Um, the, the enemies, like we were talking, they were, they're like you were saying, there's a lot of clone enemies. So you fight like Wolverine, Hulk, Iron Man, uh, but you know, also Daredevil, Hawkeye, Puck, She Hulk, Silver Surfer, Thing, and Vision. Uh, also, um, bosses in the game are Blackheart, Nebula, Sasquatch, a Doombot, and Doctor Doom. Uh, oh, Sasquatch all... was such a cool choice for a boss. Oh, <laughs> man. Yep. He never yeah. gets love. My right. God. I know, and uh, and then you know the final confrontations with Thanos, and uh, he has two. Iron oh, Man Thanos is the final boss. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, pretty cool game. Pretty cool game. Yeah. I played it a lot. Was never very good at it, but it didn't matter. It was like it was just such a cool game. It was fun picking guy, playing whatever level. You didn't have to be good at it. You could just you know goof around and keep trying all the different levels. It was a good right. time. Right. Uh, yeah. I really like that game. 
And if you collected all the uh, the Infinity Emeralds, you became supersonic, which is really yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as you picked up like 50, you know, Marvel bucks or whatever. <laughs> 100 space bucks! <laughs> One of the things I thought was really weird, uh, not well, just being a little nitpicky, but uh, with the, uh, the player select screen, you have Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Captain America, which have the graphics from the arcade fighting games. Right. And that then was you so have Wolverine, weird. Wolverine and Hulk just have a portrait, like a, a right. portrait from a comic book. Or something. That is very strange. I always thought it was bizarre. Weird. Ooh, yeah. But they look really cool. Yeah. And, and the graphics of like, you know, Captain America looks like he does in the arcade and the Capcom fighter in the select screen. And then you get to the yeah, level yeah, itself. Yeah, and you're like, like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> they gave you great value. They switched them out for U.S. agent. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, he looks, he, looks, he looks bad in that game. I always thought the Hulk looked terrible in this game. Yeah, the Hulk and yeah, his face is like, like, it's like, like it's like it's like caked in. Yeah, like grinning. Yeah, Spider Man and Iron Man look pretty decent, and Wolverine's just the same graphic from Mutant Apocalypse. Yeah, right. I thought I thought Iron Man looked really good actually. But yeah, yeah um, Cap and Hulk were rough. <laughs> they were rough. Yeah, but yeah, definitely a game that no one talks about. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I guess yeah. no, no love. It's Capcom, you know. It's like yeah, kind of totally. wild. Awesome, great choice. All right, moving on to Ian the Boy Wonderful. What you got, man? I got two. Um, I'm one of them was pretty much uh, I kind of kind of biased towards it because it was like the first console game that did the X Men right. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much my favorite console video game with any comic book character. And that was the Sega Genesis um, X-Men game. I believe it was um, had a, something to do with Apocalypse or the Savage. Uh, Block. It's, just, it's just called X-Men. The main, I think the main. Oh, yeah. Villain, I mean, Magneto is the final boss. It's always. Okay. Magneto. Mojo is definitely in, in it. Uh, yeah. I don't remember if Apocalypse is. Yeah, he must be a boss, but maybe yeah. I, I forget. I just I just remember it. I never even beat the game. Honestly, it was really hard. Um, especially the Savage really Land hard, yeah. kept getting me. Um, but I just love playing it because it was the best representation of the X Men we ever got in a video game. Um, especially for, for a console. Yes, for a console. For a console. Sorry, yeah. for a console. Yeah. Um, and it just it, it made me love playing with my favorite mutants, um, especially Gambit and Wolverine. I got to play them every chance I got. Um, excellent. Yeah, and that's that's the first appearance of Gambit in a video yes, game. Yes, in a video game. Uh, yes, and they did an excellent, amazing job. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, the other one is uh, I think I think a lot of people know this is an oldie but goodie, but it's more of a newer newer age game. Came out in the PS2, I believe. So wait, wait you, you oh, do have it, another pick for the next round, you know? Oh, I do. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my first pick. It's just the second. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> otherwise, you called me. Game. I was about to go. I was about <laughs> to go to my second pick. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> X Men for the Genesis uh, was definitely a game I bought like day one. I was so excited. This was not one that I loved, but I did really like the sequel quite a bit. I liked the yeah. the second one a lot. Clone Wars was all I I wanted to I wanted to choose it. It was hard. It was hard for me to pick only two, but right. uh, <laughs> I I like I did play a lot of that first X Men game. I did. I was able to beat both of them. Uh, well, actually, I had to kind of cheat to beat the second one. Uh, but the, the first <laughs> one I, I was able to to get through a few times. But nice. um, 
Yeah, I just want to mention so you could be Gambit, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Wolverine. Wolverine Those were yes. the four players. But you could Wolverine you could you, yeah, there were supporting characters too, like yes. Archangel. Um, I believe yep. was in there. Cyclops. Yep. Oh, no, no, Cyclops is one of the main characters. I yep. forget. Um, Iceman. Iceman. Yep. Storm. And Storm. Yep. And Rogue. And they would kind of they would be like a super attack that would kind of clear the area, clear the screen of enemies pretty much. Although yep. Iceman, I remember, would make a bridge, uh, a, an ice sled that you could walk on. And um, when you would fall down a pit, Jean Grey would appear and like telekinetically well, yeah. pull you out of it, which was cool. Not so they, they really, yeah, I mean, they, they really tried to work in a ton of characters and the, the way that they could, you know, there were limitations and whatever, right. but. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a great effort for my mutants, for my favorite um, mutants in Marvel at that time. Definitely a good first outing, uh, you know. Definitely a lot better than the NES one. That is for damn sure. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah. definitely. All right, so Joe, what you got for your first pick, my friend? Yeah, so mine is X Men Mutant Mutant Apocalypse. That came out yes. in 1994 from Capcom. This is actually the first game. That came out before War of the Gems. War of the Gems is like right. the sequel. Yeah, like a oh, pseudo yeah, sequel. Yeah. Pseudo yeah. sequel, yeah. Yep. And this this game has to be my second favorite X Men game of all time. It is so goddamn good. I love it. Yeah. Um, it oh my god! Like I I love the fact that you, know, you could choose from five characters to play as Psylocke, Wolverine, Cyclops, Gambit, and uh, Beast. Beast. And so first really cool, first playable first playable for Beast? No. Oh, I guess I guess he was in that Fall of the Mutants game, I think. But maybe. for I, I don't know. First definitely playable Psylocke. for for us anyway. Yeah. Definitely first yeah. time we ever saw him. And definitely the first Oh no, Psylocke was also in that game. So these are yeah, oh, first yes. for us. First, first for, us. for us, not counting yeah. that weird DOS game that nobody played, but right. Really cool. Beast well, Beast looks amazing, amazing in this game. Everyone looks amazing in this game. Mm. Everyone. And what I, what I love about this game and War of the Gems is that you can do like like each character has their, their own like special moves, the kind of like with fighting games. So you do like a Hadouken, right? And like uh, for with Wolverine, he'll do like a like an uppercut with his claw or whatever. Yeah, and and uh, he can also climb oh, walls so cool. and everything. Yeah, it's so many cool yep. things. Uh, the same thing with Cyclops. You do the Hadouken, and it, I don't know why it takes him forever to shoot out his optic blast, but. It looks really cool when he does it. Yeah. Um, and it's a move you can spam technically. It's not like in every game with Cyclops, just about they limit it the they limit the optic blast so much because it's like, oh well, we have to we have to nerf him down because it's gonna mm -hmm. be unfair. So it never feels like Cyclops. It's like you turn Cyclops into a punching guy who can barely shoot his lasers at all. Like that's what they always do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. This like, at least felt like lasers. Yeah, just let me shoot optic blast. He's Cyclops. What the hell? Right. It's great. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I loved being Cyclops in this game. Yeah. Beast, you do like double tap forward and attack, and he'll do like a dash to mm -hmm. like, it bounce off. I loved Beast up. in this. Yeah. You also yeah. hang upside down on ceilings. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't like yep. walk across, but you can just hang there. Yeah, but yeah, still um, fun. Yep. So, so cool. Gambit you know, throws his, his cards uh, horizontally and vertically, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I love the way how he uses his bow. So freaking good. So, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was. He's I, such a they badass. really are all so good. So good. And Psylocke with her, with her 
like psychic knife psychic knife or the, the, the way how she uses it in the game is so freaking good hmm. she, she can bounce off enemies too like if you hit like if you jump over an enemy and you're going to land on you hit down and jump you can jump off them you just keep doing that yep until right. the enemies die yep and beast it, could also fun. do that the two of them that's right that. yes yep yep you can totally do that too yeah so so, so fun. good and with this game um each character has their own level like the first five levels so you pick uh wolverine has his own level and so on and so forth and then after that you can um you can choose a character mm-hmm. and you fight the brood which i thought was fucking awesome. oh dope um and then you've um it's not a lot of the bosses in this game are freaking awesome like you fucking, yeah like like juggernaut was just a boss battle the, the whole oh, life he was boss. so great too he so looked good. awesome <laughs> And I mean, yeah, just did, even yeah. the, the level itself, not just Juggernaut, but like I love the, the way how the, the background would just pixelate, it'll just turn to a different. Yeah, that was supposed danger. to be in the danger room. Danger room. And, yeah. and they, they kicked up two bosses for you to fight in the danger room. It was Juggernaut and Omega Red. Like super yes. fun. Super, super fun. fun. Love it. Love it. Um, the Sentinel in Wolverine's level was so good. Yeah. He, he was yeah, just, just like leaning there, over. Yeah, just leaning over, just shooting whatever. And, I thought it was really cool. Magneto. I'm pretty sure that there were Sentinels. Sentinels were the bosses in all of those five intro stages, but they were all completely different. Yes. Oh, like wow. a Psylocke had a huge, huge one. Oh, yeah. It and was like this. Right? Wolver- like, oh, yeah. Wolverine had the biggest one. That's right. Wolverine, but he wasn't completely built yet. He was just his shoulders. Yeah, and his yeah head. Just, just hanging over. Yeah. They, they were all different. It was it was so different. fun. Wicked, wicked fun. I, I actually- oh, that's right. Cyclops had a train. So lame. Oh, right. Fight this train. Right. Right. That's dope. <laughs> so, so awesome. I just love this game so much. Yeah, it's I do too. It's, it's and, top. The and they make fucking sick. Too. The, makes, the music is amazing. I love the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And the uh, I love the way that they fake you out because they the, the game is called Mutant Apocalypse. The intro story is Apocalypse threatening the, the world. So you're like, oh, for once it's not Magneto, it's Apocalypse. Yeah, and then halfway through the game, you defeat Apocalypse, and Magneto shows up, and he's like, "Ha ha, it's me." (laughs) (laughs) You thought it wasn't, but it is. I remember, I remember Magneto being such a pain in the ass in that game. He was a hard final boss. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and this game had two endings. Yes, had the real ending and the worst ending. Right. I don't remember. I think you had to like not continue or something or oh you, you couldn't use a password and not continue i think it's those two yeah things. something like that yeah hmm. yeah and it was it was great you got like all these extra graphics at the end that were full screen graphics and they paired off every one of the main characters was had a full screen graphic but they were standing next to a different x-men that wasn't in the game Yes. So like Wolverine's graphic was with Jubilee and Psylocke's was with Bishop and Scott's was with Gene and uh, Gambit was rogue. And is that everybody? Yeah, that's everybody. Did you say beast. Did you mention beast? Beast was maybe beast was Jubilee. Maybe Wolverine. Yeah. Beast was Jubilee. Wolverine was by himself. He's a loner. He's, a loner. <laughs> he's, a, he's just the big, he's a consummate loner. Yeah. yeah. I don't need anybody, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no super awesome. Worth it. Extra, you know, hard yeah. to get ending. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. 
such a such a great one this game was i remember saying when the first time i played it this is a perfect game this is my favorite this is my dream x-men game i remember saying that um and it it is the only the only thing i'll say is that like the animation isn't the greatest and it is kind of slow yes those those are the only two problems i have with the game the graphics are incredible and they're huge and the colors are amazing the music's amazing. The difference in the style of levels are very, very diverse. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of kind of clunky animation, and and really, it is on the it's on the slow side. But I really, really like this game a lot. I love it. Yeah, same. Really cool. All right, so um, I was actually gonna pick a, another X Men game, and I just felt like, God damn it, we have too many X Men games. So uh, I'll just really. <laughs> Super quick mention, my original pick was going to be X-Men Origins Wolverine for the PS3. That is a really good licensed game. And uh, I think people do kind of know that and they remember that. But in case you didn't know that, uh, that game's amazing. It's super fun. And oh my God, go look up Wolverine's X-Men. Wolver- uh, no, no, it's X-Men Origins Wolverine like intro cinematic. Look that up. It is yeah, amazing. Is, it is the wild. It is the most violent, like Wolverine thing I've ever seen. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. Like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that Absolutely. was a hell of an intro. A hell of an intro. Yeah. Really, really good CG for the time, or uh, you know, just graphics for the time, I should say. Um, so my actual pick though is the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction for the PS2. Oh, such a good one. Hulk is not getting enough love in this episode. Yeah. So it's time to smash. Um, (laughs) I loved this game so incredibly much. I played the ever living crap out of it. And I will say a couple of things about this game. It was the first time that I personally played a open, like an open world style game. I think that I don't think it was the first, but it was the first time I encountered a game like that. So there were only two, like sec- two levels basically. It's either you were in the city, or you were in the desert, like you know Arizona or something, like where they would test a nuclear bomb or something. Yeah, bomb. Yeah, missile test site. Right, missile test site. Um, so like, you can go between the two eventually. There is a hub that's like your house, and that's where Doc Samson is, and um, and you know you can talk to him. And I don't remember exactly what he would do, other than just kind of move the story along. But Doc Samson was in it, pretty cool. Yeah. And um, yeah. there were like fun boss battles. This this was before Red Hulk existed, so there's no Red Hulk. There's a lot of abomination. There was a really fun um, battle, a boss battle where you had to go inside the psyche of the hulk and you fought devil hulk which is his most evil uh personality that was a really cool boss battle i really liked that um and there was a lot of fun costumes you could unlock so you know stuff you expect like you could be joe fix it the gray hulk and you could be different like clothes and different costumes he's had over the years you the uh the the final coolest one you could unlock was actually the abomination you could unlock him as a costume and that was ridiculously fun. I loved that. But yeah, this you was um, so cool. This was a really good game that was based on nothing else that was like specifically out. It's not like it was a movie tie-in. It was just let's make a Hulk game. 
and base it on uh, the comics. Like what For a novel funsies. idea. So awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really have like too much to say other than that. But uh, when I first saw the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, that one. Yeah, he he actually does one of the mechanics that you can do in this game, which is he turns like a car or a tank or something into like like knuckles knuckles like spikes knuckles <laughs> like he he, he wept quote unquote weaponizes a vehicle which is the thing you can do in this game like incessantly you can rip cars apart and turn them into like brass knuckles and it is just awesome it's a fun game to play and like you know they really incorporate the hulk jumping the really outrageous oh, hulk yeah. jumps you could yeah. charge them up and there was a gauge <sighs> And the longer you held it, he would smash the ground and you'd just go flying. And I have to say, there's no other game that's felt like this. The Hulk no. is a fun friggin' character to be. I don't know why there aren't more Hulk games. There are in an incredible amount of Spider-Man games. And he is there a very really unique are. character, too. He's a very unique, gameable character that feels really cool to play. But the Hulk, man, the Hulk is awesome. And I wish there was there would be just a, a modern Hulk game that kind of harkened back a little bit to this and uh, and had, you know, more Marvel characters. It wasn't just you and Thunderbolt Ross and the Abomination. Like, I, you know, it'd be like a World War Hulk game. Like, give me World War Hulk where he's fighting all the heroes. Like, oh, my God, would that be the funnest thing ever or what? So cool. Final boss of the game is the Sentry. Yes, please. Like, give me that. Um, so anyway, Incredible Hulk, Ultimate Destruction, PS2. I love that game. That game's amazing. Nice. It really is. Probably the best representation of Hulk in a video game ever. I think so. And definitely definitely lives up to the name. I played I played that game and just destroyed levels more than I actually played the game. Right. It was just so much fun to break stuff in that game. It was. And it (laughs) it allowed you to do that. It just was like go have fun. Like, yep. that's that open world aspect that I was saying. Like, I never experienced a game like that. Like, yes, there are things you can go do. There, are, You're supposed to go in this, you know, this one direction to enter, you know, encounter this story plot point that's going to, you know, do a mission. But you could say, I don't want to do that yet and do other things. This was like such an early game for that kind of a thing. It's common now. But like when this came out, it, w- it just it just really wasn't. So, yeah, nothing um, like yeah. really cool. Um, yep. All right, so 8-Bit, you got one more pick. Why don't you lay it on us? Yeah, I had a hard time choosing. Um, There's a lot of different neat ones. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's tough. It really is It is, for sure. Um, So the one I ended up going with is a Game Boy Advance game, and uh, and this game is called Fantastic Four Flame On! Hell and, yeah! Uh, this is a really <laughs> random little side-scrolling game. Uh, it came out in 2005 from an Australian company called Taurus Games. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you essentially play exclusively as the human torch um you know like i said it's all sprite based like fluid animation like cute cartoon style characters but just done very well and uh yeah you play as the human torch and and honestly get to do a lot of fun stuff like you can you're kind of always floating you can jump you can 
charger jump to like boost into the air almost like rocket knight you can punch you can do uppercuts you can charge up and shoot fireballs as you beat up on guys you fill up a special meter and you can trigger the special meter to like do a ton of damage and all this kind of cool flashy fire moves and shit um and every level had you know a bunch of cool flashy fire moves same, you know, same, totally. Uh, you had uh, people to rescue in each stage, and when you beat a level, you could upgrade your abilities. So there was four different things you could put an upgrade point into. You could upgrade uh, your health. You could upgrade the Inferno in punching abilities. You could upgrade the Supernova in the fireball abilities, or you could upgrade the flight and the charge abilities. So it gave you some choice. It gave you some progression, you know, just kind of leveling up Human Torch's stuff and getting better at whatever you feel like uh, you wanted to do. Uh, there was also some other levels like thrown in there alongside like the, the normal side scrolling, like platforming exploration. Uh, there was a snowboarding level. There's a BMX level there. You're playing as Johnny storm. Uh, and then uh, there's a few stages towards the end of the game that are just like a horizontal shooter. And you're just, your human torch, just flying, throwing fireballs and blasting shit like Gradius um, It's pretty cool. It's uh, honestly a, a total hidden gem. Like it, it, you know, was made to market towards the movie and everything when that was coming out. And, you know, yeah, had had the big like star power behind that. Uh, this movie, like you wouldn't have thought twice about it. But I mean, the game, you wouldn't have thought twice about it. But yeah, you know, giving it a shot, you're like, this is actually a super solid game. It could have been yeah. you know, Super Nintendo game or whatever. Like it's it's yeah. awesome, and not yeah, for the nothing. They're so good. They're so they fun. are. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. not for nothing. The same company uh, a few years earlier had come out with a Iron Man game, and the Iron Man game is a lot of the sort of same idea. It's very fun. It's very animated. Right. It's just kind of like this scrappy little. You know, you don't feel like you're like kind of bouncy. Stark. Yeah, he's bouncy, scrappy. Like he's just kind of yeah. like yeah, so fuck <laughs> it up. And so he's just like running. And I around loved that and game. I played that one really fun. and loved it at the time. The the final boss of that game is randomly the Crimson Dynamo by the way, oh, that's but the, uh, yeah. And I didn't know about the flame on game. And I remember you had told me about it and, and I was like, Oh, Oh my God. It's the same company that made the iron man one. I, I yep. got to try this. And yeah, yeah, I mean, the flame on is awesome. It's so fun. It really is so fun. I feel like and, nobody uh, knows about either of those games. I know. Yeah. They just flew under the radar. Big GBA. Time. And like, <laughs> and, and when I was looking up stuff for this episode, actually, there was a bunch of other stuff that came up too. And the game that I like, I'm dying to try and hunt this thing down to, to play it. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually the Ghost Rider game on the Game Boy Advance. The Ghost Rider game on the GBA, like, just looks awesome. It's like a 2D, like, if you put Ghost Rider into like a stylish action game, like Devil May Cry, and then every other level was oh, like wow. Road Rash, where you're on the motorcycle and you're just beating shit wow. like as you're driving driving it's I don't so know cool about this at all i know it wow. looks sick i had never seen it and when i was looking stuff up i'm like i got it i gotta play this game i i gotta find a copy of it but you know it's not you know everything is uh not so cheap but i really wanted to check out the ghost rider game but i went with you know flame on because that game was awesome really had a good time with it um, yeah but yeah yeah some some neat little little games slip through the cracks on like the game boy and the game boy uh advance and whatever totally kind of neat totally yeah. Nice. What an awesome outs, you know, outside the the norm, the normal pick, you know, out, out of left yeah. field, as it were. Yeah, pick. Yeah. yeah, really, really, just 
really fun. That 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 game was a great game that more people should play. And yeah, I do wish it was easier to play some of those um, those lost GBA games. I don't know. There was a lot of them, and that th- like the the Iron Man one was extra weird too because it wasn't attached to anything either. There was there's yeah. no Iron Man games. He was like nothing. in a couple of games, but like he wasn't. People forget like how not a list Iron Man was back in the day. Like oh, he, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean he was a he was a B lister. I think. I mean, he was, he's always been one of my favorites, but, um, he doesn't, he's not a guy who gets his own movie. He's not a guy who gets his own game. Like no. he is now <laughs> like, right. thanks to the MCU turned him into a total a lister, but it's really interesting. So Ian, you got one more pick and now I is do. the time for it. This pick right here. Okay. Whoa, Again, another hidden, another hidden gem, but before I get into it, I got to say you guys are horrible, absolutely horrible people for giving me this, um, this really long list of games I gotta look up <laughs> and hunt down. I came on this this show thinking I knew everything there was to know about superhero <laughs> games, and I was the apex predator that played them all. You guys made me feel like I have no idea what's going on out there. And now I gotta hunt down Flame On. I gotta hunt down these X-Men games and, and, and Infinity games I never heard of. Because of you yeah, guys. Dude. Thanks yeah, a lot for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Before You're I welcome. get into it. But um, no, seriously, you guys are coming up with games I've never heard of and definitely want to play now. So that's, that's just amazing that you guys did that for me. Thank you. No um, problem, man. My game that I'm bringing up is a hidden gem, I feel like. It came out for two. Well, originally, I played it on the PlayStation 2. But it also came out for the Xbox, the GameCube, and the PSP. Um, it was called Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. This game, to yeah. me, it yeah. had everything you wanted. If you were, a, a, I don't know, a, a video game nerd or either a comic book game or a comic book nerd, this game was everything you needed. It played like a cinematic movie, and it gave you every hero or villain you ever wanted. I'm just going to read off some of the list of characters here. Um, you had Captain America, you had Daredevil, you had Doctor Doom, Electra, Human Torch, Iron Man, Wolverine, Venom, Thing, Storm, Spider Man, and Magneto as playable characters. Come and it, on, right? Bro. That that roster, like, is come on. I mean, it's I think it's pretty much every character we named for wanting to having their own video game and a whole bunch of more we didn't name. It's just a dope, yeah. dope roster. Yeah. Um, the thing about this game that made it stand out for me, other than how it looked, because it was it was flawless. It, you knew you recognized exactly who was on the screen. You knew who you were playing with. The voiceovers, everything about this game just matched up, and you knew exactly what you were dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really stood out to me was the actual scrimmages between the characters you could have. And man, let me tell you something: they have not made a fighting game. Where you can kick Magneto's asses, Daredevil. They haven't made it yet, but it's in the imperfects. You have these moments where you're battling other characters, or um, I think there was even like a, a versus mode kind of where you could pick a stage, pick two characters, and just fight it out um, yeah. as you unlock yep. different characters. And that was just such a great 
option in this game. Um, there were a couple of heroes and you know characters that were missing. You needed Hulk, you needed Ghost Rider, you need a few other guys in here. But just for what you had, it was just a dope concept, dope game. Um, and the um, introduction to the Imperfects outside of the comic book series that they had running alongside this. Um, it was a nice concept just to have alien characters kind of just show up on the scene that had um, powers that rival some of the Marvel characters. And um, it was just a dope ride and, and something fresh and new that didn't necessarily go along with the continuity of comic books at the time, but still had its own comic book mm -hmm. continuity to kind of not leave it out. And it just was every, like I said, it was everything you needed at the time for this genre, not only for video games, but also for comic books and the marriage of the two. Um, they need to do a remake. For real, a dead serious remake of that game would be bananas, and then just add DLC playable characters. I'd buy it. Nice. Oh, EA Sports. I'm sorry, EA Electronic Arts was the uh, publisher, and I don't want to butcher the developer's name, so I'm just gonna say uh, <laughs> Nihilistic Software. So hopefully that's yeah. That's okay, Nihilistic Software, um, and EA Canada for PSP. Um, but shout out to Electronic Arts. They were just like popularizing a lot of stuff i remember um i was was def jam fight for new york one of theirs oh, oh no. that seems right i mean so i feel like that's right but even still that camp in a general sense was coming up with these concepts and games that were just out of this world so just shout out to electronic arts yeah def and, jam um, was was uh yeah you're right yeah. Okay, so yeah, that, I mean, just just the effort in a general sense for uh, the genres that they were bigging up and coming up with these games, knocking shit out the park. EA's, EA Electronic Arts as a developer and gaming um, game maker in general just really got some amazing titles, um, a lot of good sports titles, just good good effort. Um, but this game really came out of left field, and I just didn't expect it. Yeah, very very it. unique, like such a random license to get in such a random game. I owned this. And this was this was a fun game. This was a yeah. definitely a fun as a Marvel fan. It was like, wow, what is this random game? Why exactly like out of nowhere, too. That's I out think that's what really gave it for me. What what really made it awesome for me is just I just wasn't expecting yeah, to be who, playing the thing, throwing cars at people. Like it was just dope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right. super cool game. Awesome. All right. So we we are at the last pick of the evening, and it is my pick. And it is uh, uh, hello. Uh, what about me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I chopped liver? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um hey Joe. Uh you have one more pick. They left out 12.25 of the Nintendo's on this one. Oh my god. god <laughs> Steering the god. ship, fuck up every now and then. Hidden iceberg. That's, that was an iceberg. Joe, please give us your last pick. All right. So my last pick is Spider-Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage. Uh, this game yes. from the Nintendo and Sega Genesis or uh, uh yeah. um so this is you know going back to uh the very first Spider-Man arcade game, which is it's just a beat 'em up, and but this time mm -hmm. you can play as Spider-Man Venom for the first time ever. Playing Venom mm -hmm. for the first time ever in any mm -hmm. video game, which is really awesome. Um, they both play identical. Um, the game is not amazing, but it's not terrible either. It's playable. Agreed. And, and there's some like really fun aspects of the game, like you can get you can collect allies. Like you have like uh, you can collect uh, little icons of like certain allies like Iron Fist, Black Cat, Captain America, Cloak and Dagger, Deathlock, Morbius, and Firestar. 
And uh, over here, over here, Firestar, over here. <laughs> yeah. Morbius looked so cool in this game too. His sprite was yeah. really cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, the the main villain in this game is Carnage, um, but you also fight Shriek, uh, Doppelganger, Demogoblin, and Charon. Um, there's a sequel game called uh, Ven Venom and Spider-Man Separation Anxiety. I just want to throw that out there. Um, mm. It's, again, not that good of a game. It's not, well, it's not terrible, but it's not great either. Mm. Um, the, the biggest thing I got out of this game was the music, which was composed by the, 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 the supposedly terrible heavy metal band uh, Green Jelly, which we all know <laughs> from the, the Three Little Pigs song, that very famous video that they would play like every hour on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. And I mean, the, the music is probably the best part of the whole game. It's, it's, <laughs> really, it's really good. Really good. Right. Um, some of the things you can do, it's not just the beat em up game. You can also like climb up walls, like in the background. That I love. I love the idea. You can do your web swinging and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man can, can both characters can block. Spider-Man kind of like forms like a web shield. Which is really cool, and Venom kind of like uh, his uh, symbiote just forms like a shield, like a huge shield. It does look pretty different. Yeah, it looks different. Um, it's not that long of a game, uh, but yeah, it's made by LGN, like an LGN game that doesn't completely suck. Shocking, I know. Yeah, it's definitely one of the better LGN games. I agree. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. I was so excited for this game. Uh, yeah, I, I was too because of Venom. Like, finally get to play as Venom. Me too. Uh, yeah. And honestly, like, the graphics aren't the best. But they're also not the worst. It's like you're saying. Cool. They're they're not the best, but they're not great, but they're it's, not bad. It's a, it's a solid five. Always. And there's, there's like, you know, pretty good cutscene stuff, too. There's yes. cut, like, the, the they did a good job style. with the cutscene, cut yeah, comic yeah. book style graphics, and they're pretty cool, and it moves the story along, and it follows yeah. the story of the comic, basically. Basically. Um, right. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, definitely, definitely worth mentioning, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so 90s. I think Maximum Carnage is one of the it's most 90s, you know, Marvel crossover events i mean it was such a yeah. thing definitely, definitely yeah. high notoriety uh event in marvel in a general sense for the books yeah yeah not one yeah. of my favorite spider-man stories but definitely popular definitely popular definitely yeah. fun at the time uh very excited about it at the time and uh i i did love carnage i did oh yeah was, carnage yeah, was, yeah. yeah. that yeah. character was cool. so yeah really really he he was a character i, I actually found to be scary there's only a few uh, Marvel villains that I've ever thought were like truly scary. Mm. Um, yep. He's one of them for sure. Ultron is is pretty much the one that I was always most scared of. Um, I don't know. I just like robots you can't reason with because they have no emotion and they just want to turn everybody into machines. Like that's scary to me. I don't know. Yeah. I always thought that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no Carnage is just like a freaking. I don't know. He's like a a, a leopard with rabies. And his nuts tied up. Like, <laughs> he's gonna mess you up. Oh yeah. my god, he's so fucking pissed. <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, right. He's like the Joker if he was a a guy who slashed people to death constantly with his hands. Right. Um. Anyway, awesome. So yeah. sorry, I almost skipped you. It was just a complete mistake. Um. But yeah, great, great pick, and uh, thank you for 
dropping it in our lap. No problem. Um, I just I just threw that shot. I'm like, hey, I know. my turn. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> All right. So now I will drop the last pick of the evening. And yeah, so this is one of my favorite Marvel games all of all time, if not the number one. Uh it is it is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, and a- um so this game was you know it came out for so many systems uh it was like you know ps3 and ps2 ps3 xbox windows game boy advance uh ps uh psp did i say that already we playstation 3 and 4 2 3 and 4 i think 3 was like the the system most people had some people had upgraded to four and some people still had two so they made like all versions of it xbox one also got it i mean it came oh. out in 2006 originally it was ported to so many different things and they all had different characters it's a it's a i just think it's the perfect way to do a superhero team game and i yeah. wish there would be a ninja turtle game like this it's just perfect it's top down and the directional, the cardinal directional buttons up, down, left, right are how you select whatever character you want to control. And whoever you're not controlling is just controlled by the computer and they help and they act like, you know, they should with AI and stuff like that. But you can have a buddy come in as a second player, as a couch co-op and you can, and they can choose whoever they want as well. So, you know, it's just easy to switch between them. You press up, you press down, whatever. And you can put whoever you want in the different spots, but I think Ninja Turtles would be so perfect for this. But anyway, uh, yeah, with this, like the roster is immense. They give you a ton of guys up front. You unlock other ones as you go through the story. And there are certain ones you unlock by like, like collecting dolls. I remember there were like different things you'd have to collect five dolls and you could unlock this guy or whatever. And uh, there's a few like that. And then there were some, every character had four costumes and some of the costumes were actually other related characters. So like uh, Spider-Man, you could, one of his costumes was Scarlet Spider. Uh, Thor, one of his costumes was Beta Ray Bill, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, Really, really fun. Iron Man had War Machine. So there's just so many freaking characters in this game. It's just insane. Um, So the roster is Black Panther, Blade, Captain America, Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Elektra, Ghost Rider, Human Torch, Iceman, Invisible Woman, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Mr. Fantastic, Ms. Marvel, which is Carol Danvers, but at the time she was still Ms. Marvel, not Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Nick Fury, Silver Surfer, Spider-Woman, Storm, Thing, Thor and Wolverine. Oh my God. And that's not even all the characters because the different versions also got exclusive characters. So PSP had black widow. Um, Oh, and, and the, the, the male captain America was also on PSP, the Marvel character. Um, The, the next generation systems like Xbox one and PS4 got Colossus and, I believe Moon Knight were exclusives for that generation. Uh, and then PS2, which was the downgrade, had Cyclops, Doctor Doom, Hawkeye, Hulk, Nightcrawler, and Magneto. 
So boy, did they try to get you to downgrade. Um, yeah, really. And also PSP. Oh, PSP also had Ronin, the character Ronin, which, you know, the suit was a wow. big part of that Hawkeye show. And it was Maya Lopez as Ronin. Uh, also, apparently Sabretooth, Venom, I don't know, Matt Gargan. Like, I don't know. There were, there were like so many different versions in, in they all had their own rosters. I don't know. The, the list I'm looking at is, is not listing them by system, but that's really PSP version. <laughs> really, really cool. Uh, I loved this game so much. I played it so much on the PS3, but I did buy the PS4 so I could be Moon Knight. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't like one of the better characters, but oh man, this game is, in my opinion, the perfect superhero game. This one and X-Men Legends 2 were so incredibly perfect. I love them so much. Having that top-down style is, I think, just the way to go. But now these games had sequels. Obviously, they had, you know, recent, not so long ago for the Switch, the third one came out. Um, but the problems that I had with the second one, I never actually played the third one, but I think it's sort of similar. Is it 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 kind of pushes you down a hallway too much? Like the levels have like a path and it's more linear. This was a big, humongous, sprawling adventure where you're exploring levels, you go back to levels over and over and over and over again, and you have a main base where you're tracking all the collectibles, because it was kind of a collect a collectathon, but a lot of the things you could collect were like worthwhile things. Like every character had um, four moves that you could learn and you started off with one and then you got the second and third moves by playing the character longer. It would like track the hours that you played as the character. And eventually after a certain amount of time had gone by, it would automatically unlock that, that power. But the fourth power the only way you could get it, you know what? I might be wrong. It might have been the costume. It might have been the fourth costume was what I'm about to say. You had to, in levels, there was a Danger Room disc, or maybe it was a simulation disc. Maybe it wasn't Danger Room. That was X-Men Legends 2. But it was a, like a shield simulation disc. It looked like a CD. And you'd collect, that, uh, collect them throughout the levels. And there was one per character. And it was like... a like a danger room type mission, a simulation type mission for that one character. You had to do it just as the character. You weren't able to take like a team with you. So it was extra hard. You're used to playing the whole game as a small team, four characters. So now you got to go by yourself. Super hard. A lot of time they had like really like hard restrictions on the levels too. And um, you would, you would get through it, but you would be ranked. So you would get like, you could get gold, silver, bronze, or mm -hmm. worse than bronze. And if you got the, you had to get the gold in order to get the costume, the fire. I think it was the fourth costume. So like, it was just a really worthwhile thing to collect. You're like, I want to find the discs. Then I want to actually work on beating that level to get the final costume. I mean, it was... It was honestly really fun. And the costumes had different stats. It wasn't just a look thing. So you might find like with Spider-Man, you're like, oh, I like the black symbiote costume, but the Scarlet Spider is a better costume. Like I like the way I like the bonuses that it gives me. Um, right. They actually incorporated it's a lot of that stuff into the third one, too. So if, if you get a chance, you might want to play it. It has a lot of... Um, 
a lot of those same elements where you're just the one character um, getting a power up for that or a costume mm -hmm. for that character. Um, but it's not a danger room simulation. It's like another, mm -hmm. I forget what it's called, but it's like a tear in, in reality where you go back through one of the levels, fight the boss, and then you get like a special power or you get Neat. a um, costume or something. I, li I like the fact that they incorporated all that stuff. Yeah, I, I do yeah. want to play it. Um, I'll get around to it one of these days. But, you know, the, the, the characters the, are sick for the third one, too. Nice. Yeah. But the I vastness like of the levels is definitely what I loved about this game because I explored them forever. I played <laughs> this game for so long. It's just, I don't know, this one and X-Men Legends, too, but this one more than any of them. So, I don't know. This is just a really beloved game for me. I think it is the perfect way to do a team. I really enjoy it. Top down, just yeah. straight top down. That's yeah. What you need. And yeah, this was the first game that I enjoyed playing Captain America as well. I love playing Captain yeah, America. Yeah, he was really fun. Bouncing the shield all over. Yeah. It was great. And uh, I loved, I loved uh, Carol Danvers. And, you know, they worked Nightcrawler into it, which I couldn't believe of all characters. Like my favorite character ever is in Marvel Ultimate Alliance like I, yeah he should be in he should be in X-Men Legends but I was really not anticipating him him being playable in this and I was so happy that he was and he even got a cinematic it was a crazy the cinematics for these games were incredible Raven Software was the developer and Nightcrawler got his own to himself like mind-blowingly good cinematic where he's uh breaking into Castle Doom and he fights a bunch of Doom bots, and it's just absolutely incredible. Um, love, love this game. So, anyway, nice. If anybody has anything to say, now is the time to say it. Otherwise, I think it's about time to get to our last thing. I just want to do a, an honorable mention. Yes, um, I, I want to say I, I absolutely adored uh, Marvel vs. Capcom two, two, two. The oh, okay. I love two. Two is so good. Um, Steve and I used to play a lot in the arcade, and then it came out on the Dreamcast. Yes, and I played the ever living shit out of it because <laughs> it had such an amazing replay value. It, like you yeah. earn money, and you can buy costumes. You can buy um, yeah. There was a store. There's a store like uh, buy costumes, uh, different colored, different colored costumes. Um, characters can you get characters? Yeah, a lot of characters that way too. It was just so much fun. I just loved it. Yeah. That's all. Just wanted to mention that. Love it's a that great game. one. It's a great one. And uh, 8-Bit cool. made a great suggestion. We were talking about this episode, going into it, realizing none of us picked any of the Capcom fighters. Um, so I think we're going to drop a crow's nest on you guys with uh, and and give that that series mm -hmm. a, you know some breathing room because it does yes. deserve to be talked about. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's good we'll enough talk, to get its own we'll, we'll little thing. We'll talk more about that game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For I sure. I a quick mention of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to say. Um, Joe, Joe had one of the Nintendos brought up something really awesome, I think, in the conversation. Um, just shout how out many, to those. How many Nintendos we got in here? There's 25 of them. 25. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 25. One of them said something really illuminating. Right. I don't know which one. I think it was a loud one, but he said something really illuminating. <laughs> and um and it really it hit me somewhere uh right in the nostalgia and um just shout out to those mom and pop stores uh the the drug stores the pizza places oh yes um yeah. bowling alleys just all of those places that gave 
<laughs> us maniacs somewhere to play and, and spend mm-hmm. our quarters. Just it was yeah. it well, was awesome to have. Well, our parents are adulting. We exactly. But they were doing, you know, while they were running the world and, and creating the guard. Uh, yeah. we were, you know, and we drinking were drinking beers. Yeah, yeah, just having beers and, and, and doing the social thing, going to parties, <laughs> all that good stuff. And Russian um, beers. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we were, we were, we were living, and we were having a good time. And and, and these cabinets were a huge part of not only um, entertainment but togetherness. Your friends were there. Mm-hmm. You made friends this way. Um, and I just wanted to shout out all of those people, all of those establishments for allowing for that and and yeah. and giving us a spot to play our games. Absolutely. Yeah, big time. Yeah, we couldn't have done it without those places. Yeah, I mean, for us, you know, all of us being such big video game fans, I mean, yeah, the the arcade really was a special place, and it is a uh, a bygone age, you know, when you would have to go to the arcade to get the better video games because the ones at home were cool, but they couldn't do that. Right. (laughs) They didn't look like that, you know. That's just a bygone thing, you know. Yeah. So really, really cool stuff. Uh, All right, guys, this has been a really fun episode. I hope you all out there in listening land enjoyed it. Uh, It is, if I check my watch here, uh, yes, there it is. Uh, It is almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, how about we go to this? Hey, you like old games? Yeah, yeah, so do we. But the thing is, there are new games that actually play like they're old games, but they're new. Anyway, it's time to check one of those out. This is Retro Nouveau. What's up, everyone? Nintendo here. This is one one of the 25 Nintendos are here. So I'm going to do something a little different. I'm not going to do my typical power to the metal. I'm going to do a Retro Nouveau. Oh. Um, so yeah. Um, so just recently, we got a brand new Double Dragon game. So mm-hmm. It came out at the time of this recording. It came out a week ago. And... Uh, there are things I like about it and things I don't like about it. One of the things I don't like about it, it are the graphics. I think the graphics look dumb. Just not <laughs> my cup of tea. Whatever. Just minor thing. It's what it is. It is what it is. Um, the gameplay. It plays, to me, it feels like it, it plays like Scott Pilgrim. But okay, like Scott pretty good Pilgrim, game. Which is a pretty good game, but it's not Double Dragon. It doesn't feel like a Double Dragon game at all. Um, the music, music is pretty good. Pretty good. Not not too bad. Not too bad. So those are the, the some of the things I don't like about the game. Things I love about the game. It's the fact that you start off with four characters. So you start off with Billy Lee, Jimmy Lee. You can, for the first time ever, you can play as Marion. Wow. Marion as a playable character. That's cool. So she doesn't get beat up or get shot at. Nice. Or, or gets kidnapped or whatever. Uh, and a brand spanking new character just for this game, Uncle Matten. Okay. Cool. I've never played as him before, so I don't know. So I have no idea. So what's really cool about this game is that, well, again, it's not very Double Dragon-like, but... It's a welcome addition. Mm-hmm. You can tag team. So you can pick two characters that you can switch at will. They each play differently. They have their own special moves and everything. Um, they, and they both have their own health meters. So if you're... Think of like 
the like Marvel vs. Capcom too. Like your character's dying, but they have like that that the that little red area where if you will you uh, uh cast in another character, that character goes away and they can heal a little bit. Right. That's what they do in this game as well. Gotcha. Which I think okay. is really, really I like cool. that. Really, really cool. Yeah. Also, a fun thing about this game. Unlockable characters. Nice. Oh, that's great. Love unlockable characters, and they are all the bosses. You can uh, you can play as the bosses. Oh, that's wicked fun. So it's super fun. I love it. I love that. I haven't actually I haven't played as any of them yet. This is like a, a first impression type of retro nouveau. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if you if you like Scott Pilgrim, you'll probably love this game. I mean, I'm. I'm like a little iffy on this game. I definitely want to play more of it to get a, a, uh, a to give a better review. But uh, yeah, right. mm-hmm. I, I, I do. I will recommend people play this game and form your own opinion. Okay. So yeah, nice, that's cool. Double Dragon Gaiden: Rise of the Dragons is the name of the game. Nice, cool. That's that's unexpected. That's fun. Yes. Um. And it's out on yeah, I mean, PlayStation Five, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, and Steam. Cool. So you know, it would have been fun if uh, if they had done characters from Double Dragon Three, like those, yes. the, like the Ninja Guy and the other. Oh dude. man, you're singing my song. That would have been fun. Yeah, actually, that would have been awesome. Actually, yeah, they, I didn't mention the names, but they are those those guys are the playable characters. The, the Chin character. Nice. Um, Nice. Oh wow. Bubbo, uh Burnov, Linda, the mayor, Lady o- Okada, I don't know who that is, uh Anubis, Duke, and Willie or Wiley or whatever. Hmm. Uh, Wiley, SP Wiley. And these are all playable characters? All playable characters. They're, they're nice. all bosses. Fun. Some are bosses, some are, are mid bosses. Neat. And, and you no, that's fun. Them. So that is nice. super fun. I love yeah, that. That's a really great nice. aspect. Nice, really cool awesome, dude. Definitely want to check that out. I definitely, uh, I mean, I think it looks like it looks like a fun game. I, I get what you're saying. The look of it isn't really as serious as we come to expect from Double Dragon, right. but uh, you know, I, th- I do think it looks very, very cute. Uh, I don't know if Double Dragon should look cute, but I think it, I, do, <laughs> right. I do think it looks cute and well done. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely looking. That's, that's kind of weird because I had the I had the same argument for the the last one that came out. Neon was that oh. it looked like a Double Dragon game. I mean, I'm sorry, it played like a Double Dragon game. It had all the mechanics, but it just didn't. It just didn't look like one. I, I agree it, with Joe. It's yeah. just funny that the the next one that they made had the same issue. But somebody yeah, else. Yeah. That's, that was yeah. a long yeah. time ago, too. I actually liked that one. I know people don't really like Neon, but I had fun. No, with it. It, was a dope, I, it was a dope game. It just didn't. I didn't think when I saw it. Oh shit! This is a double dragon. Like it just didn't seem. Well, there was more humor than there ever is. Oh yeah. Like there's usually yeah. never humor in, in Neon. Like the bad guy was like Skeletor. They just made exactly. Skeletor in. Yeah, Skeletor. They called him hilarious. something different. He talked exactly like yeah, Skeletor. I was say, yeah, he sounds just like Skeletor. Yeah. He sounded just like him. I mean, he looked. He was. A, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But uh, anyway, well, you know, I mean, the, it's a it's been a dead franchise for quite a while. I mean, the the yeah. Super Nintendo one was uh was a pretty decent game. I yeah, thought. Super, yeah, Super Double Dragon. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was pretty good. And that was that was serious, but yeah. um and they added weapons in that one, which was unlike Double Dragon, I think. Or could you could you get weapons in three? Like oh yeah, yeah you could pick up stuff. You I, I think since the first game you could pick oh, up bottles and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking of like the bow staff, I guess. That was uh, okay. yeah, 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 the bow staff was a super super and nunchucks, yeah. I think, in the third one. Or no, that was the third one. It, it, that is the third one, but it was limited. You okay. lose it like X gotcha. amount of times before you lose it. Right. Gotcha. Good stuff. Good franchise, and happy to see it coming back. You know, all that good that, stuff. That's the one thing I take away. Yeah. Like I am, I am happy that there's a new Double Dragon. Yeah. Right. It's awesome. Where it sucks, I'm glad right. it's there for a new audience. Yeah. Nice. I agree. Yep. Definitely want to check it out. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, that has been our Marvel video game episode. I uh, hope you had fun. We definitely had fun going through the journey of all those corners of the Marvel universe and all those systems and the good and the bad and the ugly, all that good stuff. So uh, with that, I believe we've wrapped up this episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook. And uh, is it even called Twitter anymore? I don't know. Was it's it called, was it X? Called X now. It's called uh, X, but we're gonna keep calling it Twitter. Just okay. Yes. Facebook and Twitter, as well as being part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, Retro Reductibus, that's us, is a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Epic Tales from the Sewers, Let's Not with Michelle and Sam, Bear at Night, Nerds of Unusual Origin, which has nothing to do with Oregon, even though I really want to say it every time. <laughs> <laughs> the Dork Knight Shark or Bites, so many. Uh, for more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit thedorkening.com and be sure to check us out. Uh, check out our killer sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee, Coffee to Die For. I have been your host. My name is Parasite Steve. I don't have the Infinity Gauntlet. I can, I can snap and it does, you hear that? Like nothing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is happening. Really. Not a goddamn thing. It's happening, but uh, I will say he walks out of the house in the morning. Everyone will be gone. Everyone's gone. <laughs> I snapped too many goddamn times. Oh my god! I will say it is a sad thing. Your adventures have ended here. Thank you, Ian, for for joining us on this journey. I want to say thank you one more time. Yeah, we go. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, sir. Thanks. For having me. Always a blast. <laughs> Always a blast. We love having you. We love your brother. And uh, thanks for coming and dropping those. That the, the you know the imperfects may have risen. <laughs> but you know your your picks were nothing but perfection. I'll Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you all for having me. I always have a great time hanging out with you guys. And uh, the nerds really came. I'll say I'll say one thing: the retroids really showed their behind tonight with yeah, their yeah. picks and their support. That and shout out to the retroids for all that love. You guys yeah. did amazing. Yeah, that was yeah. a great octopus. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for making that awesome. All right, I'll say good night. Good night. Later. For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com. No! <laughs>